Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Three beers later. Okay. Episode 126. Pretty sure. And there are... Almost positive. There are people that are close to us, <laughs> hey, but two, not too many. Yeah, one of them's in the room with us, yeah. and two of them are over there. All right. It's fine. Who are the people? Announce yourselves. We'll go with youngest first, Jacob Joseph Isaac Bogus. Wow. Yeah. Very efficient. Two middle yeah. names? Thomas Dale. It's a confirmation Plus. name. I'm Catholic. Oh, I was bo- okay. I, I'm not Catholic. I was born and raised Catholic. Gotcha. Really? I didn't, I didn't know we were going confirmation name. Yeah. My, are you okay. practicing? My you have Connor, one? Matthew, yeah. Matthew Mark, Happer. Mark Nathaniel, Peter Onweiler. <laughs> wow. I, yeah. I can barely hear you guys in my uh, headset. <laughs> to, okay. See the, the green ones Sibilance. at the top? Just turn those straight up and down. Straight up there and down. Go. Right up at the top at noon. And there then, we go. That works better. All right, a little bit. Oh, also, yeah. are, are we coming over the speakers in there? Yeah, don't barely. Do don't do that. Yeah, turn the multi off on the the right. Yep, yep, that one. Bad memories. How does that? Can you guys? Are you guys good? You guys all situated? Yeah, we're Tom we're go? situated. Tom, what's your middle name? What's my what? Middle your name. Middle, your middle Thomas name. Thomas Dale Stevens. Okay. My male dancer name, but you take your middle name and the street you grew up on. It's Dale Brower. What would yours be? It's pretty good. Joseph Tower, which is Ooh. a great. Yeah, that that's a good. A very good adult film. That's really good. <laughs> wow. That's really good. Good. It'd be like Matthew 126. <laughs> so yeah, Nathaniel Second. Yeah. It doesn't quite work. Yeah. John 57th Avenue. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. That's solid. Joseph Tower <sighs> takes the cake. Yeah, Joseph, Joseph Tower. Joseph Tower is really good. He would definitely be the headliner. Tower. If I can use my current name, it's Nathaniel Nemaha, and I kind of like that. That's, yeah. it's, it's not bad. There's like a like I'm, a radio I'm, vibe there. That's true. That's true. We well, got I'm Nathaniel a, Nemaha. I might be too white for that, but. Yeah. not Definitely not Indian enough. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I watched Joseph Tower last night. Pretty sure. Were you, were, were you at the strip club? No, it's COVID. Just so do the oh, okay. so think oh, about gotcha. think about that. Oh, it's all. Okay. I have to get any the, more specific. I got you. Okay. Uh, what's okay now? Mark's running over to the other room. Apparently, well, there's, there's technical issues over here with my headset. You according, know, it's funny. According to what I'm seeing, you guys must be your ears must be blasted out of yourselves right now. I, I mean, mine's fine. What's crazy is that you have five radio professionals in the building and, nobody and technical difficulties <laughs> yeah. on your podcast. Yeah, and this is the kind right. of stuff you do before you're rolling, but that whatever. Is correct. That's fine. That is correct. I can hear myself. I just can't hear you guys. Is that, is that traditional? No, it's not traditional. It's untraditional. Uh, I can hear Happer barely. Maybe I'm just hard of hearing. Maybe I need a hearing aid. Well, if you can that hear yourself possible. and you can't hear us, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. Yeah. It's, it wouldn't be your ears if that was the case. Yeah, I'm not hearing you very well, but that's okay. Uh, you're not saying I, anything that's very entertaining. None of you not guys. really. No, I'm just kidding. Does anybody want to hear about my childhood? Yeah, yeah. It all started in a little house in Minneapolis. It wasn't this little. It was about this big. 
All right, are you ready to go? Yeah. Okay. Mark, we just ruined the start of your podcast. No, it's fine. This is basically how every podcast begins. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. And I think, if nothing else, we got rid of the echo. Still there? Yep. Okay, my bad. We listened to the echo. Uh, all right, so we're we're here. We're this is three beers later. We've got John Gaskin. Can you hear Tom? Yeah, I can hear you, okay. but just not very well. We've got but Tom okay. Stevens. <laughs> We've got Dale Brown, Jacob Joseph Isaac Bogus. Yeah, nicely yeah. done. Nailed it. And we have one beer from Cosmic Eye. It's the beauty of forgetting IPA. It's a collaboration with Spotlight, which I think is a band. Um. And it's delicious. I've I've had some of these at home, and I really enjoy them. Great. That's it. That's what I have to say about it. You'll have to say something else at the end when we, right? When we right. Okay. when we finish it off. Okay. But it's a pretty can, and it's delicious. I always like starting with IPAs. If you're starting, I like starting with IPAs. Over over what? Uh, if, when we're talking beer, I mm-hmm. would just rather start with IPAs, which tend to be hoppier and heavier. And then go and which go down a little lighter. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like a stout Get to guy. That barely so. stout. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, just you know, maybe some, or, or just stop at IPAs. I mean, after about two of them, you're pretty good, right? Well, we never stop at two. Mm. Well, you know what I That's mean. That's not our format. Yes, I got you. Okay, we'll see how it goes. Listen, the beer tastes good. I also like that it's unfiltered. It's just a juicier taste. It reminds me of uh, Lagunitas, little something something. Yeah, that's kind of what it tastes like. It's pretty. Do you good. like the pink label? It is good. It's uh, not very manly. Big, big fan of pink beer labels. How Are about you, you Tom? Uh, I'm drinking Bud Light tonight because, uh, well, because it's blue, I take like all the beer. Man. <laughs> and I'm just not an IPA guy. I'll no, be listen, I, I got a question about what? this because you're twice my age. Yeah. So here's the deal. <laughs> How do you know that? I that, could be younger than you. You could. Um, when I, okay, so I remember we're talking late 80s, early 90s. You, um, not you personally, yeah. but you were a sissy if you drank Bud Light or Coors Light. Right. You drank Budweiser. You drank if you Bud, were a man. the full Bud. So how long? How long did it take for people to be like, you know what, Bud Light, it's fine. I'm, now I'm going to start drinking. I Bud think Light with some Light. guys, you still are a sissy. If you drink a Bud Light, yeah, I think I think with some guys you are. If you, there are still guys that sit at the bar and they're they will not drink a Bud Light. It feel like they would lose their man card. I'm one of those guys. Wow. Diesel. I, yeah. But it's a, not that there's anything wrong with Bud Light. You, so you would go Bud Heavy, though? I mean, if, if, yeah. I, mean, if no, that, I had to choose between the two, I'd go Bud Heavy. Yeah. I just think, you know, most light beer to me is a little bit like drinking water. I'm, I'm not alone in that. I'm sure. Are you guys like that? You well, guys are doing these I drink literally all anything the at the bar. I don't give a shit at all. Yeah. Okay. No, I, really? I, I guess, Gaskins, what I meant was, what I, not obviously we have our own opinions on light beer. Yeah. I was trying to say, like, most people, most manly men drink Bud Heavy or Coors yeah. Heavy or, or IPAs. Yeah. Not yeah. in the 90s, right? Not in the 90s, but um, I, I think you're right. It, when guys just figured out, I just want to pound about 100 beers. <laughs> yeah, like, I was going to go. Yeah. That's well, the way to go. Yeah, yeah, and it's great for like a hot summer's day. Yeah, then I, I'm not really, you're not going to go with the oatmeal stout when it's 105 and right. you're sweating your arse off. No, you don't want to do that. So You can say that's... ass on this show. You can it's say right. ass. Yeah, I prefer arse. I always liked okay. it. I'm an are, are you going to go with shite, too? No. Okay. No. Okay. I'll say shit when okay. I want to say you. shit. Okay. By the way, Tom, can Tom repeat the line he said when you took your first uh, swig of that Bud Light? I said it's delicious, and this is a very good year for Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good year. You got it. <laughs> 
It's a good just year. It's just a good batch. Just it's a good yeah. year. Last year, horrible year. Bud Light yeah. sucked Excellent last year. Vintage. Yeah. But it's good a good batch. year. Yep. Last year was yep. terrible. Yep. Yeah. They changed the recipe up on that so much. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so whose who's work is the uh, studio in here? You guys have really done the social distancing well. Is this a Mark Online? Mm, yeah, thing? yeah, that is a, a, a For those of you who don't know, Jake Bogus was literally here, standing here when this thing was built. Yeah. Uh, Gaskins and you were too? I remember, though, getting phone calls and you would say, Tom, it's happening. It's being built. And yeah. you would walk around and show me where everything was going to be. He said, this is going to be the studio. This will be mm. some place that you can't go, Tom. Yeah. And you're not allowed <laughs> in. <laughs> so I, I, walk into, I walk into the prod studio and. Uh, I see the the board over here, right? And I tell <laughs> I tell Keck, I go, "That's wrong. That's wrong, man." I was like, "You're gonna want the board. You're gonna want the board facing the studio." Yeah. And he go, and he's just in his total Keck way. He's like, "Well." What the fuck do you want me to do about it now? <laughs> and I'm just like, well, it's, I mean, like, like you didn't even think to consult radio people yeah. before you built it. Well, he is a radio guy. He That's is, a thing. but he's, he's not an on-air guy. Yeah. And by the way, still yeah. wrong. Still wish he was on the other side. <laughs> we move a counter for it now. It's not too late to change want. it. You could move it over tonight. I wasn't going to say I w- is, so this counter's new. Yeah. yeah I okay, mean, like I thought, 5 years ago, yeah. but yes. Okay, got yeah. it. Um I just remember seeing that and thinking, wow, we're off to a great start. <laughs> no. <laughs> really- At some point the plan was to flip it. Like we we had people come in, they built us a counter, the plan was to flip it, and then we realized there's no electrical yeah. on that side of the wall yeah. underneath wow. it. So they're like, "Ah, that's not going to work." But you got a counter now. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Hey, okay. Yeah. The counter is lit. Well, uh, you can talk. It. You can have people talk from there into here. We didn't have that either. Well, that kind of. That's a, that's we a little bit Jimmy rigged. Well, I mean, yeah, you could have also strung a cable through the yeah. ceiling like we did. Which that- is definitely not a fire hazard at all. No, no, was no this thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. that was, it, was this or was this just bought from some... A toy radio station. <laughs> I don't know. They we found had, that in a. We had, when we started this, when we started the station. Some little girl somewhere like, what happened to my toy radio? <laughs> That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I was 23, just jacked to be on the air. Right. <laughs> and, uh, I. KRNU, I'm pretty sure, has KRNU? better equipment than this. Yes. I bet you it's from KRNU. I can't. Oh, it I'll does bet look you a million like it. bucks. That is a gift from KRNU. But our signal sounds awesome, right? It does. It does. We're in FM. Have you heard the news? We yeah. Are. <laughs> it's the new thing. Uh, it's the new. It's the all the rage. <laughs> it was back then. Oh, uh, it really was. It was. Um, what was the uh, uh, the gentleman? I know his name, but he Paul made us come. Cook. But he made us come back at the, after each break with the same thing, and I got yelled at every time I didn't come back with it. All it sports, was like, only all sports, sports, only sports. Yeah. yeah. Live in FM. Yep. yep. Crystal it clear was, FM. They made yeah, you say that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gaskins and I got God. yelled at four times a day by Jessica, who said we were like, you had to be in the break by 45. Oh, yeah. We were never in the break by 45. No. Yeah. I don't think one time no. we Still made it by 45. That tradition by the way. Or 25. Yeah. 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 And and she would say things like, you know, right. the advertisers are paying for this right. hour, and they will be pissed if you don't. Never heard from one of them. Yeah. Right. Never yeah. did. Never Ten did. minutes apart. Also, Bogus <laughs> would look in the window once a day and go. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the start of your show yeah. when John did right. not have started. Yeah, that's, that's where we were. Yeah. Yep. Yes. 
Oh, we had some man. growing yeah. pains. Uh, growing pains is a good word. Um, good memories. Yeah. Good memories. Adrian Fiala. Yeah. This is to Adrian. Oh, All right. Okay. Yeah, wow. All right. We're, go- we're going yeah. deep. We're All going right. deep. Wow. Adrian one. Fiala. Cheers. We miss Fiala. you every day. Hell yeah. The only time I remember Adrian talking about beer was um, we had, uh, it was probably a thirsty Thursday of some sort, and uh, it, was a, it was right around Cinco de Mayo, and so they brought in Modelo, and he said, oh. I got a story about Modelo for you. And, uh, you know, he just said, I just I, I just remember there was one day I was in Cancun. Uh, with the Fran and I, bar. Fran and I were, yeah, at the bar, the pool bar, the spa at Cancun. And, sorry, it's not a very good Adrian impression. Jake could do it pretty well. No, you we'll have the cadence there. down. We'll but, yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. yeah. And, and uh, yeah. we, uh, you know, just Modelo all day long. I just kept going, hey, over here. More Modelo. Hey, Modelo, that's, that's pretty good. That's More Modelo. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Hey. On this note. And we got all, and he said loosey-goosey, and we got all loosey-goosey. <laughs> we should all share our favorite Adrian story. Okay. No, I, I, I'm not and, ready for it. I, I you're mean, not ready? Yeah, you go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, you're, by the way, Jake Bogus had the first drive-time show okay, here on 93.7 like... The Ticket. <laughs> it was <laughs> called you, The Drive, God. and it was you and Adrian Fiala. Well, some people yeah. might not know that. Oh, oh yeah. okay, I got you. Yeah, was, um, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, look, you gave me. <laughs> Who are you guys again? <laughs> drinking your beer. So this is not a. Uh, this is one that uh, wherever Adrian is now, smiling down on us, he will hopefully still be smiling at the end of the story. <laughs> um, so at one point, Nick Ba and I co-hosted the Drive Show, and Fiala had the show before us, Husker Legends show, yeah. <laughs> for an hour. This was a couple of years after Adrian was removed from the drive. Yes. 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 Yeah. So uh, Fiala's back in his office. He's highlighting random newspaper clippings like John Nash and a Beautiful Mind. Yes. And I am, I am in the Writing studio, notes on his notepad. Yeah, with, with Ba. And um, we are doing our best Adrian Fiala impressions, but in, a, in, in not what I would consider – the nicest way. The most endearing. Okay. Yeah. yeah, thank yeah, you. Passion. Yeah, yeah, we were making fun of him, okay, because Adrian is a caricature of himself. He's old school. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Nick and I were just, all right, here we go. All right, you ready? <laughs> you ready to go to the air? We're out at five. You, wait, you got it? Good. And so we were doing that. We had no idea Adrian was still here. So right Ooh. before we go on the air at 3 o'clock, Fiala walks into the studio, and he goes, Fuck you guys. You're pieces of shit. And he's like, we're going to talk about this tomorrow. And he just walked out. And then we're on. We're live. (laughs) We're going. And I'm like, oh, my. Like Nick, like Nick, very animated facial expressions. I've never seen him look so scared in his life. He looks at me like we got to do a show now. Like, how the hell are we supposed to do a show now? Like Fiala made us pee our pants right before the show. We were terrified. We had no idea he was listening to us make fun of him. And he, he was, was the, the toughest uh, guy in the world. Gaskins, you have to tell the airport story of Adrian okay. Fiala. Oh, Good. wow. I was trying. He forgets his driver's license. Thank you. That's the best one, and I had for, totally forgotten about it. So, um, I mean, how much of the backstory do you need? Because we were in Chicago. What Big was Ten Media Days. This is, what's, uh, 78. Okay. Uh, the, the Cars had the best album that year. Um <laughs> Gas was 35 cents a gallon. Um, so it was 2011 right before, I don't know, it was like a month before we went on the air. But with the three of us, me, Bogus Fiala, we go to Big Ten Media Days. He and Adrian traveled, I think, together and stayed yep. in the same hotel room. 
Yeah, I see well, the same hotel room with Adrian. Yes. You, and, and, what yes. was that like? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Imagine. I have actually not really heard about this yet. Um, I was off in my own little world. You guys stayed some. Uh, you guys found like the cheapest possible place, basically. What? We didn't. Jim. Right. Found okay. The cheapest yes. Possible. Yes. Right, you are right. correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I looked for the place. Um, you know what? I support that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm good with that yeah. decision. Okay. And yeah. I've, I yeah. found. I found the place closest to all the gay bars. That was my objective. <laughs> okay. And I found a way to take the rail to the Big Ten media days, whatever. We were separate. And then it, that has nothing to do with the story. Anyway, um, I mean, we could go through the fact that I missed I missed day two of media days completely. It was, it was an all-morning, only-morning thing. And because I, you were taking the rail at the gay bars? Well, just because I was at the gay bars. Oh, okay. You missed, There's you nothing missed about the. You don't remember that? I don't remember. No, I, we did I remember the, that vividly. We did. We did the first day. We had all the hay in the. I mean, we had. A, I mean, first of all, we're not on the air. We're not doing shows, so it's all yeah. like we were just there to be there, I guess, and get some interviews for when we started. But you know, it was very low pressure, you know, to produce anything. And we, I thought we did some good. Jerry Kill was sitting at a table all by himself. Oh. Jerry, when he had just turned, you know, so we did a nice interview with him. Anyway. Uh, we did a good first day's worth of interviews, and yeah, I mean, I was, I was like, whoopee! I was just recently single, and yeah, I had a fun night, and uh, I didn't really ever go to sleep until like, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm the last guy to brag about these kind of things, but you know, <laughs> I met somebody new, and we, and then I didn't get up until like it was probably too late to to get there on time. Imagine that, and. Uh, and I'm a little discombobulated and uh, probably still a little drunk. And so I somehow, on the train ride there, lost my wallet. <laughs> Goodbye. Just, that is totally Gaskin. That is the most Gaskin. Just, I don't know. It fell out while I was sitting there. I don't know. And by the, th- by the way, by the time I got there, I was, like, racing. I'm in a flop sweat. Maybe I'll get there for a last couple of interviews. That, like, two-hour thing where you go to all the tables. Oh, yeah. Every coach is at. That was that thing. It was the first year of it. And uh, anyway, like as I'm r- rushing to get into that ballroom for like the last 10 or 20 minutes, just to say I contributed for the day, Adrian, the first people I see walking out of it are Jake and Adrian. I'm like, oh, hey, hey guys. <laughs> you guys are here too? Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Did you get some good stuff? Good. And uh, so, but anyway, we get to the airport and it's like our flights, at, I don't know, five o'clock. And um, I don't know when we get to the airport, but like, it's just... You know, it's like New Delhi. It's just packed. It's the middle of summer. It's a steam bath full of people, lines everywhere. And I, you know, at some point I realized I don't have my wallet. I have no ID. I have no, how the hell am I going to get on a plane? Yeah. And when um, we stood in line, like the long baggage line for what, for until we realized this is going like we had the three of us have no shot. And Adrian's just like, I got this, you know. <laughs> and so we walk. Past everybody in the like one hour baggage claim line, and he just walks right up there, and he's got you know he's got his giant head and his giant aviators. He's wearing a black blazer. He's practically wearing a suit. I, I don't think he had a tie on, but I mean he looks like he's from I don't know the mob or yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know the it, it, law enforcement. And That's he's like just a big deal. And he's like a big guy. He's like six two. He's still you know his big wide shoulders. He just excuse me, ma'am. Um, we got a gentleman here. He doesn't have his ID. Where do we need to go? And, uh, okay, or can we just, uh, you know, I think he just tried at that point, like we thought we were at the front of the line. He's like, uh, 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 you got to go to TSA. Like you got to go to TSA. You got to get that all cleared because we have to clear him that he's an actual, you know, citizen. He's qualified. He's t- plays ticket. So the three of us have to go march all, all, all ourselves. Are, TSA lines from here to Hades. 
And so he walks right up to the front of that, and we walk <laughs> with him, and we watch how it's done. He's just like, shoot me, man. Sorry, here. Uh, we got to play. We got to play to catch a five. We're running out of time. Uh, we need uh, this guy doesn't have his ID. He needs. We need to clear him through. And they're like, I don't know, sir. Sir, is you know, you got to go over there. And so we go to another line, and he does it again. And anyway, he did it. Like, like we just cut to the front of the line, and somebody, the fear of God, uh, like, okay, just whatever, sir. Yes, okay, well, we got you. And he, we got on the flight. That was it. My Adrian story is a little shorter than that. Uh, but well, I, I used to host. Literally every Adrian Fiala story is shorter than that. <laughs> I used to host occasionally Jim Rose or Gary Sharp would be out of town. I'd host Sports Nightly. They were on a baseball trip or something like that. And I'd go, what the freak? What the freak am I going to talk about, you know, this time of year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or in July, I would call Adrian, boom. I mean, Adrian, instant offense. You'd introduce Adrian, kind of like Steve Sipple, but like you'd he introduce. for it. Yeah, he'd oh, love it, yeah. and it didn't matter what the topic was. Husker football, what do you think? Adrian Fiala, boom. You'd introduce him. I, I would go, after I introduced Adrian, get a cup of coffee, <laughs> use the restroom. I was the only host of the show. I'd use the restroom, get a cup of coffee, be back in five minutes. Adrian was still that's the first question. Still going. He was still, still going. going. I mean, it was it was awesome. He was one of my favorite people. Yeah. Used to tell me about hundred dollar handshakes back in the day. Yeah. You know, yeah, oh, you think there's cheating now? You know, yeah. You know, he lived. <laughs> oh <it>. yeah, hundred dollar <laughs> handshakes. We yeah. were getting them all the time. Well, and I, I, you know, there was the generation and age gap that I had with him, and and like as a twenty three year old punk, I had to listen to Gaskins and Stevens kind of try to help me mold with his personality. Right. And I think if Adrian was here now, he would tell you he had a giant ego. Yeah. And I, and I, and, and that was difficult. And for justifiably so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, uh, yeah. the, the guy's a legend in Nebraska, but um, there comes a point when you are, you know, coughing up phlegm in the middle of shows where maybe <laughs> maybe you should i don't know is that why just ask for a break is that why just, it didn't work no. for you with him it was yeah, the just the phlegm it was it the phlegm because it's it I, I thought i mean i always thought that was pretty ballsy you were the new program director of this new radio station you're like 23 years old and i don't know how else to put it you fired adrian fiala after like five months no we didn't fire him. oh you didn't fire him okay no, no, well no. okay but you but removed from, the, from that you show. removed him from the show him. We yeah. reassigned him. Yeah. And we reassigned him. I, yeah, I have no problem talking about this uh, because you try talking NBA with Adrian Fiala. Yeah. You know, I mean, as soon as, as, soon as February He basically said, around, I, didn't, I don't give a shit. Oh, he, he doesn't say, yeah, he he didn't say watch that it. basically on he, the air. He, he, hated, he's, he hated pro sports from like 95 on because of the baseball yeah. strike and because now it's all about money. Well, and I anyway. would tell him, I would tell him like, hey, you know, Greg Doyle just broke on Twitter that this so-and-so just happened in the NFL, and he'd say, I don't give a fuck. If it happened on Twitter, he's like, if, it, if I didn't read about it. <laughs> like, Show I'm me like, in a newspaper. I'm like, dude, we got to talk about this for like 20 minutes on the air. This is big. He's like, right. hey, yeah, Otis, that, that Twitter, it, I don't care. Not, that did like, not appear in the Journal Star print edition at Lamar's yes. when he read it that morning. <laughs> So when I when I went to Keck and Romero and I was like, hey, listen, I have I swear to you, like <laughs> I'm losing sleep. I want to work with him. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't I can't do the I can't do February to August with him because mm-hmm. it's just. I mean, he just wanted to to continue to play old Husker football interviews, which is great. There's an audience for that. But I, I mean, I was just like, dude, 
I mean, it's hoop season. Then it's baseball. I mean, we we gotta yeah. we gotta find other things to talk about. Okay, that's fair. And by the way, it was you know it was probably four or five months. I don't know. It was a few months between when he was done. You know, he was like the guy. He was the name on the marquee for us. Yeah, he no one was. had ever heard of you. No one had ever heard of me. Sure. And well, okay, everybody had heard of Tom Stevens, but like everybody. it was. But they everybody. thought his name was everybody. Mick Malibu. But so. like <laughs> that's right. That's exactly Mark. He was in Mick Malibu somewhere else. Um, but it's like so. If he was like the guy, that's who he was built up to be, and that's that's got. I can't imagine what that was like for him. But you know, uh, he. But they kept him on to like you get you get that all worked out. We're good. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's the um, daily struggle. Since I definitely need a mic, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm lo- just going after I love those. I love going. it. <laughs> Tom, you've probably worked with one of these guys. Tom's worked with more people in radio than anybody. That just, have you ever worked with anybody that starts their shift or starts a show and just does that whole mic grab? Like, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Like, do this, do this Fine, literally baby. 10 seconds before <laughs> yeah. you. Before you yeah. All fun. right. So what I, lo- what I admired about Adrian, and maybe this is just, this goes to his ego. Those but springs it also, are going to reverberate for the next 30 seconds, it, by the way. It goes to his hu- ego and his humility at the same time. It took a few, and I don't know when you can, conce- I believe Jake was the one that conceptualized this. Uh, how do we find a new vehicle for Adrian Fiala since that wasn't working? And it ended up being the Husker Legends show, 2 to 3 p.m., Duh, worked out, you know, that was a great idea. It was perfect for him, hour a day. Um, but it, it was, was sick. A, it was a, it was sick. He it was, was sick. It was there a, were days it was, it was when a few, he could barely a, get right. himself to the studio. And that guy, once the mic turned on, yeah. there was an energy about it. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. mic would turn on, yep. and he was great oh, for yeah. an hour, and then exhaustion again. I mean, he yeah. literally did the show from his hospital bed. Oh, yeah. His hospital I mean, bed, his house, yeah. Uh, yeah. a hospice, yeah. which was the rehabilitation center, but it was really the hospice. Yeah. Um, and uh, but he but before he got really sick in between like five months on the drive. OK, this isn't working. And the start of the Husker Legends show. Like they kept I don't know. They must have kept him on the payroll, but there was no show for him. And yeah. he would do ads. He would do ad reads. And um, and he just he came in here every damn day. He's employed by the ticket. He's a radio guy. He, and he didn't you know, he didn't have a show, but he was he here was three or four ambassador. hours. To, yeah. Yep. And, and then um, and I'll never forget one day, Tom, like on a Friday. And I think it was during a season, which this is inexcusable. But I, a couple hours before our show, we're like, I, we don't have a guest for the noon hour. And uh, and and Tom's like, you've got living fucking Nebraska. You didn't say it. you don't. You, you got living Nebraska walking, breathing history right down the hallway. He's just sitting there. He doesn't have a show. He's hardly ever on. Like, and then so we for, so for a fall we did, Fiala Fridays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yep. he loved it. He loved. I'm pretty sure we got him his own theme song. And yep, yeah, he loved it when we did the segment with him on the Ticket Tailgate Show before football games, where uh, we're on the corner of 13th and whatever 13th Street, Grand Mance. I just tried to shout, even though, you know, most people are just walking by. They're not listening to the, you know, they notice there's a couple, there's some idiots doing radio. But I was just, I'd always be like, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it, we can officially call this a game day Saturday in Lincoln, America, because Adrian Fiala is on the air. And he just be like, when I was saying that, he's like, <laughs> mm-hmm, damn right. Yep, I, that's yeah, right. No, I, uh, I mean, like. Keep in mind, and I and I, I feel like uh, probably more so Happer and Mark could speak to this as well. But your first, I don't know, five years in radio yeah. or a few years in radio, you learn a lot. Yeah. And and you and you learn to be able to mesh with different personalities. So I mean, I, I have some regrets of, of the 
way that Adrian and I did things. But I will tell I will tell you, it, it's honestly one of the hardest professional things I've ever had to do in my life is co-host a show with him. Yeah. I mean, there there were legitimate. You can ask my wife. I mean, I came home some nights. She was my girlfriend at the time, and I said, "Listen, I love radio, I love sports. I I don't know how much longer I can do this because it was it was just very mm. taxing and stressful. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I I would be in the middle of a segment and I'd try to segue to a different topic, and um, I got nothing. And that's not Adrian's fault. No. You know, I mean, it was his first time doing sports talk, yeah. like like all right. sports, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that was difficult. Now, um, Jake, yeah. um, you say you love radio and sports, and yet, yeah. you know, I'm not doing you it. did leave <laughs> I did on leave. your own accord. Yeah. On my own accord. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're not feeling it? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess, uh, what, is this where I tell you I still listen to the ticket whenever I can? Please, please, yeah. Talk yes, I do. Thank I you. really Thank do. You. Yes. <laughs> Except for Tom Shell. Well, really naturally. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, I don't listen to it either. <laughs> <laughs> Especially from 11 to 2. Yeah. Um, okay. I've got one. This is a much quicker Adrian Fiala story. You're going to, I know this is, you're going to like it. This is an, it's actually one via Mike Welch one time. Oh. Uh, Adrian Fiala used to have a hat that said AF on it. It was a blue hat and it said oh. AF on it. <laughs> Air Force? And, and, Air Force. And, yeah. yeah so, Air Force. so Adrian walks in with his AF hat, and Mike Welch asks him, oh, what's that? Is that? Were you in the Air Force? He's like, no, man. Adrian Fiala. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, like, duh. Fucking duh. <laughs> Am I going to just arbitrarily wear an Air Force hat? I don't know how I you guys are doing on Beer 1. But I'm almost done. Okay, mine's been empty for a while. Yeah. So, uh, I'll come in and get beer too. Okay, cool. that's because we're doing the talking. Yeah, keep doing it. So, okay, no yeah. complaints. Yeah, uh, I love these kind of podcasts. Right. How tough is it to do? Uh, Are Rick? you back? Can you hear it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't hear anything out of those headphones. Mm, You're doing okay. great for a deaf man. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. How tough is it? I'm sure no one's ever asked you this in the last three months. How? What is it like for you to do radio shows? When there is no sports, sports radio. When there are no sports, Tom, um, it sucks. <laughs> it blows big chunks. I hate it, Connor. Good with every fiber of my beanie. I, it just—I mean, there's some days it goes okay. I, I mean, <laughs> ultimately, it sucks. I hate it. Yeah, uh, I, I guess I'll soften the blow a little bit. I—it's—it's it's definitely not preferable uh, to to having sports. But I feel like you could just you're just allowed to do some stuff that you wouldn't normally get the yes. you know the the clearance more to do. Yeah. And and we, we've done some weird stuff and talked about weird shit and I think that's that's good sometimes. But, you know. But this time oh, yeah. in, in, in this time of year unless the baseball team's good, then you, you, it'd be pretty e- dry anyway. Everybody's uh everybody's well versed in that anyway. But we you didn't know what get I mean? we didn't get any spring ball. Um we we had the one day um, yeah, one day of interviews. That was that was, I guess, nice and productive. But um, yeah, this weekend would have been the Big Ten tournament, and people would have been pissed about how they weren't that good or something like that, and all that. Just yeah. something to keep. But their- you're talking about Husker football year round, and uh, there's only games for four months. So yeah, there was no spring football. And that's un- yeah. I, I know Bogus misses covering spring football more than anything he ever did here, <laughs> and he can't hear us right now because he mess. has Tom's old headset. Should we, should we take a? Take, okay. Just take a break real fast yeah. and figure that out. 
Because we, we can switch it out to the other tie line. It's driving you crazy, isn't it, Mark? Well, I mean, Mark, I, I'm fine. But, well, but, you can hear bits and pieces, right? But overall, I mean, I have to work hard to hear, though. We'll be right back. <laughs> We're back. We're back. Uh, Tom's gone. We Tom. were only gone for one second. <laughs> yep. It was like we were never gone. Seamless. Uh, incredible. The Tom magic left. Of radio, uh, pod, this thing. Tom left on a high. He Tom did the gone. whole George Costanza thing. Leave on the good joke. Everybody laughs. I'm out. Good night, everybody. Yep. All right, good call. So uh, we got to do the thing that we do. We got to rate beer one. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jake. No, you're fine. You I seemed like can't. you had something to say, but I, you can't say it. Okay, it's fine. Thank you. Not allowed. Connor, beer number one. It was the Beauty of Forgetting IPA I don't know from Cosmic that, Eye. I don't know that I had had this before. I'm sure that I have. I had not. Um, okay, well, that makes that would make more sense if I hadn't had it then. Uh, just, a, just a good IPA. I like what Bogus said about uh, Lagunitas. I think that was, that was kind of spot on there, and therefore it's pretty good. Uh, but, it's you know, it's just an IPA, and it's like a 7.8. Uh, seven point eight is good. Um, oh, oh. Um, do you guys know how spiel? to? Yeah, we, do we got to do a spiel to do the. Uh, it's been a while. The scale. I, so, I thought. I thought the last time I was here that you could just make up whatever scale you wanted. That is correct. Oh, stealing Connor's thunder. That like is that. correct. Ooh. Yes. Um, I will give it a thirty-three out of thirty-eight. Okay. Average. That's hard math. <laughs> uh, I'll give it. Um, 3.3 pineapples out of five. Okay. Out of five okay. pineapples. Yeah. I, it's really good. It's delightful. I'd get a six pack. Uh, it's it's easy drinking. There you mm-hmm. go. Yep. 6.5% alcohol. Just a shade under. Uh, yeah, really good. It's easy drinking for an IPA. I, and that's a compliment. I got a six pack of them at home, and they are disappearing quickly. I like it a lot. Uh, from Sam, who's, who's into the traditional hop forward sorts of IPAs. If you're going to do an IPA, you better taste the hops. Uh, I think he chose some good hops if that's what's happening because tropical sorts of fruity flavors, not overly bitter. Good mouth. I'll take I'll take it up to 4.1. Wow, 4.1, 4.1 pineapple. Yeah, I was, I was lowballing nice. it. How often do you gentlemen talk about, um, I know this is a beer podcast. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about beer at all. Okay, just check it. No, yeah. um, hey. How often do you talk about local breweries, or is that off limits? I'm just curious. No, no, not it's off limits. on limits. 8.0, by the way. 8.0. Two. Because uh, I, I like when I when I talk about this one brewery that I was introduced to a few months ago. Um, this is not a knock on any other brewery in town. I'm not uh, a beer connoisseur by any means, but I will say, and this is not hyperbole, it's legitimately the best beer I've ever drank. And where is that yeah, name? Name. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Boiler Brewing. Yeah. Okay. Um, Which and, beer? And, uh, well, I've had several, and I also had beer delivered to my house during mm. the pandemic. I thought that was Always really better. cool, supporting yeah. local. Yeah. Um, so they do a variety of flavors, as you know. and Hundreds <clears throat> yes. of flavors. Literally and hundreds. so I took a tour as well with uh, my sister and her boyfriend. and uh, The whole Grand Man's tour? Yes. Nice. I've, I've wanted to do that. I haven't. It's, it's well worth the $10. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just have never, like... I have never heard of 
beer ingredients being in a beer and then going and drinking that beer and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, this is really good. Um, it's, uh, I can't remember what it's called, Mark. You'll know it. It's the, uh, like, Hawaiian coconut coffee. The Hawaiian trifecta. It, like, I, I heard what was in it mm-hmm. and I was like, there's no way I'm going to like this. No way. And I had one sip and I was like, this is incredible. And the you, way that they do it. And you get... If, if they say it's in a beer, you taste that thing mm. every time. Yeah, and, and I've heard you speak many times about White Elm and, mm-hmm. and the type of, basically the artisanry that goes into their, their mm-hmm. beer crafting. And um, when I, I mean, I didn't like, Tim would not know who I am if he saw me on the street, but I'm saying like when he was given the, the last part of the tour and when he was talking about his brewery, um, it seems like he is absolutely living his dream. And oh, it yeah. seems like he oh, yeah. is having so much fun, and they take it so seriously. When somebody wants a beer flavor, they're like, hey, yeah, do this beer. They actually do it, and they make it work. Like the Easter special they had when I ordered beer, they had a blueberry Pop-Tart beer. Right. <laughs> and it would taste like a blueberry Pop-Tart. <laughs> it was incredible how they did that. So that that's I'm, – I'm giving them a little bit of a plug, but oh, I was great. very yeah. impressed. We yeah. even had a, lot, a, a whole lot of boiler love on this show. We have not? Yeah, no. Yeah, well, we don't we – don't, have their beers often because they're not readily available at your local liquor store or anything mm-hmm. like that. You got to go down there. You got to get crowlers. It's the only way to get it off site. He's big on that too. Like he's not gonna he's not gonna show up at High V anytime soon. Right. Yeah. Right. Which I from I, I understand his business model and and I I do I appreciate it. I think um you know it it really allows you to experience yeah. the the beer. You know, like like you have to and especially. I haven't been to their South Tap room yet, um, but the one inside the Grand Man's down in the boiler room, like that's that's all part of it. Yeah. You go to Boiler Brewing and you're sitting in a boiler room drinking beer. It's awesome. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, John, you you should go there while you're Sounds here. Awesome. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're open right now. Though. Probably probably not. But you can definitely order beer from there and pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Boiler love. What I was going to say before, and I... Beer number two. Yeah, go ahead, Mark. No, no, seriously, do introduce the beer, because then we're going to get into some conversation. And I know that John and I are sharing a mic right now, and we are easily the two guys who like to talk the most, so I apologize if there are pauses in between. I, I, I just miss doing radio with Jake Bogus. It was a lot of fun. Seriously, this guy's really good. It's too bad he doesn't do it anymore. Uh, but I wish I would have had the con- chance. He's contributing to society now, and good for him. Yeah. <laughs> beer number two is the open-hearted pale lager from Cosmic Eye Brewing, one of their newest beers. Um, a pale lager, so a hopped lager. My wife tried it when we got a six pack at home, and she said, "Kind of boring." Oh, that was that was the missus's interpretation. Well, that's a pale lager, though. Like they're I, not hey, supposed to be full of flavor. I know, I know. Did you tell the missus that? <laughs> no, I let her have her opinion. All right, fair enough. That smart man. Yeah, right. Smart man. <laughs> you just kept your mouth shut. Right. I go. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Isn't she right though? Like it's not. It's, it's not. There's nothing much to it. It's got it's got more than if it were not a pale lager, if it were just a lager. Okay, you know. Well, that's that's true. Yeah. But it's a pale lager. Sure. It's it's appropriately brewed <laughs> yeah. for the style. Okay. Yeah. Just I don't think that it, I don't think the fact that it's boring is is a bad thing. No. That's all. It's a stupid question. Is it a combination of a pale ale and a lager? So it's it's a lager, which really only is saying that it uses lager yeast, which is. I always forget top or bottom fermenting, one of the two. I think bottom fermenting for a lager. It takes longer. So okay. a lager is going to take four to six weeks to, to brew versus 10 to 14 days for an ale. 
Uh, and that, those are your two beer categories, ales and lagers. Everything falls under one of those categories. And right. like 95% of what's on the market is an ale, just because it's, it's faster. Okay. So lager, yeah. however, there is kind of a movement in the craft beer community to have these craft lagers, which don't necessarily taste any better than any other lager out there, but they're craft, and they yes. take longer. And in this case, I love the color of the can. Yeah. What would we even call this color? Mm. It's uh, it, salmon. It's salmon. Okay, like, like, like a shade more orange than salmon. I think. Thank you. And it's you know it has kind of a I would say it's, it's a pale yellow like sort a of daffodil star. Well, it's like a star sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And well, the uh, cosmic eye logo. And there's a quote from Kurt Vonnegut. So this scores a lot of points with me. People who pretend that Kurt Vonnegut is uh, the key to life. Which, by the way, the quote is, a purpose of human life, no matter who is controlling it, is to love whoever is around to be loved. Wow. So. I don't know who Kurt Just Monaghan for is. that. He's just a kind of a famous author, philosopher. Okay. Um, like 60s, 70s, 80s. Legendary and timeless. You should try a book. But. Um, I the, haven't read a book. Not, no, like a, a Vonnegut book. Oh, you know, yeah. pick up a book and if, read. If you ask me, Neanderthal. If you ask me, who Kurt you'd Vonnegut like him. Was, Both of you would like him. I'm serious. You my guys would response both like him. would be: Was he in some fucking rock band or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he, sa- he sounds like a guitarist. Yeah, absolutely. It, it is. Yeah. Yes, and he's kind of like a rock and roll writer. He is. Oh, well, he was edgy. He was like the hippie era. Well, in the 70s. definitely not as cool as actually being a rock and roll. And, person. and from Sam Riggins, you would think rocker right. makes sense. You know, that's part I, of the whole vibe there. At I bet Guy. you the rock and rollers loved Kurt Vonnegut. I'm gonna look that up. Apparently, yeah. Sam Riggins did. Okay, Jake, would you say whatever you want to say? Yeah, I do. My Listen, God, it's not very often I get to see Johnny, and um, I know that you two um, are radio veterans. And John was talking to me before we came here, and he said, "Hey, you know, there's some things I really want to talk about on the podcast." And I said, "Hey, you know, it's Mark's podcast and Connor's," but I said, um, "You know, like just I let, that. let them guide it." <laughs> And I said, but I really, but I do really, uh, I did not text either of these two and be like, we're talking about this. Or did I? I don't, oh, us? No. 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 So I've got no know. direction. It wasn't done. like, we are, I'm not Other doing this unless we talk about this. I don't think you guys, I don't think you guys get it. We don't care. Okay. That's what I told Jake. So Jake texted me earlier today. He's, cause we, cause I kind of, I don't know. At some point I just said, Hey, it'd be cool to talk about the early days of the ticket. And then, and then, of course, me overthinking it thought, or maybe we should wait until we have a 10th anniversary next year. Mm. Anyway. Mm. Uh, wow. and then, oh, I, I've started thinking about that a little bit. And, and uh, hopefully we get to have a party. But then I thought, and this is a morbid thought, but what you mean, know, hopefully? one of us, one of us dies in the next year. You at least will have something on record from whoever died. Who, who's in your death pool? For, uh, who you got? What's that mean? Who, who, dies who first? are you predicting? Who's your to die? first pick in the death pool? Of John and me? No, no, uh, out of all of ticket staff from 2011 to now. Oh, John. Easily. Adrian's off Why? off the table. How's that going to happen? G- Gaskins, just because he's notoriously, without even knowing it, um, a risk taker. I was going to say reckless. Yeah, just reckless. <laughs> Un- unknowingly reckless. Um, right. Like, this dude forgets I his- thought you were going to get mugged by three teenage girls. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, the, the tennis playing I, girls. I watched your Gaskins oh, you, news. Oh, you watched that. Thanks, yeah. for, thanks I love, for the support. Thanks for liking that. I thanks. love Gaskins news. It's one of then my favorite. Then why don't you like it? I don't. I just watch stuff. It. Give me a like. I, I don't like stuff. Do the trumpet sound. Yeah. God, Twitter is such a tough crowd. Nobody likes anything. <laughs> It's like you have to really impress Tom and I were I'm talking about Tom like Tom and I were talking about this on the golf course. Tom Tom hates Twitter. He's like, I don't care what you had for lunch today. 
You know, I don't give a shit. Hey, but when I get a like from Tom Stevens, yes, like that makes my week. Yes, and he and Jake talked about this the last time he was here. He's one of our favorite. I tell because Tom and I talked for about like a whole about how we, you know, like Twitter's. We understand the uh, necessity or the value of Twitter, Mm -hmm. but it is kind of. I was, (laughs) I was talking. I was actually talking to him about the Gaskins news videos, and I'm like, I don't care. I'm doing this stupid, you know, wet fart noise stuff that you know I have time to do now, but I'm like. It, for as many views as these gets, nobody likes it. So either nobody likes it or it's just Twitter. Like, you have to really impress the room to, for people to like you on Twitter. Twitter's just full of know-it-all kind of assholes, including all of us in this room. Definitely. And, uh, you know, it's like a you got you to really earn it. That or they really, that yeah, or those videos it. really suck, but I'm glad you watched it. Well, you don't, I mean, would you rather me just give away free likes that I don't mean? No, not at all. And if you didn't really like it, you didn't really like it. That's okay. I, I enjoyed watching it. I do okay. not regret watching it, <laughs> but I guess it just didn't meet the threshold for a like. Okay. What is the threshold for I don't a know. like? It's hard, it's hard to know. Yeah, it's really a mood. There really needs to be a cat be, involved. It's really a mood thing. It is. I, I have uh, regrettably become... Um, on Facebook, it's really only like pregnancy announcements and. See, I'm not even on Facebook. Yeah. So like I, I, like I'm Facebook so jealous. Is, but Facebook this is where is I, this is where I take in my Gaskins news. Oh yeah. On okay. Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Facebook's a cesspool to me. Um, and I like Twitter. I have, what like I said, regrettably become a person who likes any tweet that he somewhat likes. So like, yeah. I, if I'm clicking, I'll just like it. I also do it as um, a marker. So oh, like if I course. like your tweet, it doesn't mean I like your tweet. You know, yeah, you want to go back. They it have means, a like, bookmark might... function now. Yeah, but I mean, who uses that? Well, you could. <laughs> Nobody. This uses... is new. No. No, within the last two years. Oh well, I, I still I... like stuff. To, like for the show, I just like eh, go through my likes. I bookmark yeah. stuff, and yeah. then I forget how to get back to my bookmark, so it does me no good. Yeah. Speaking of which, a tweet I did not get a lot of likes on because mm-hmm. I needed my bucket filled, and I needed I needed the ego filled. No, it wasn't you political. Get political. I do get political. This wasn't political. <laughs> It was your, it was, uh, Happer's going to bring it up right now. I was disappointed <laughs> with the amount of likes it got, probably because the amount of people that follow me on Twitter are actual Husker football fans. Um, I'm really fucking sick of the hype videos. I am. I'm sick of them. They're all the same. This they one? Don't, yeah. Ne- Nebraska football hype videos and then really big line. A ratio. That's a fraction bar. Div- so divided by. Yeah. Uh, Great Nebraska football seasons. This ratio needs some work. It does. I am tired. It got five likes. Five. <laughs> wow. That's uh, that is four more than my video with the <laughs> three of the girls playing tennis. No, I, 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 I me and Mark were sitting in my office today watching the, your girls playing tennis video. Thank you. And, and I then we called Rico over. Okay. I had. My eyes in front of my my hands in front of my eyes because I couldn't watch it. It was so awkward. Uh, well, yeah, that's part of the I, point. I know. I I understand what you're going for. Do you, do you know the girls? No. No, he doesn't know the girls. I understand when I'm in this situation. Just, like they don't like this is kind of creepy to them, and that was <laughs> yeah. And if you know. weren't a gay man, which they don't even know you're gay, <laughs> yeah. it's creepy. Yeah. It is creepy. You're yeah. watching women play tennis. Here comes hang on. Not, with the phone. Not women. <laughs> yeah. Don't use the word women. They are girls. This was, they were girls. Uh, this was, <laughs> they were definitely not women. This is, to use an Adrian Fiala term, part of the thought process. Once I, once yeah. it wasn't like, yes, during the time, I was just, 
I wasn't planning on doing the video. I was on a run, and then I was like, okay, something could come of this. And then, uh, um, you know, and then I'll pretend like they're skipping school and I'm an investigative reporter. And uh, I actually, we don't need, you don't, okay. I would like to break I, it down. I, yeah. I would not, so, okay, well, I mean, I hatched the idea and then I, ex- I executed the idea, as you saw. And then I went up to them. And at first, I yeah, I, I went to right with the camera rolling. And uh, did you go back and get their names so you could put them in the in the lower third? I did not. Gaskins no, I, I probably should have. On camera. And yeah. I probably could have said, "Hey, I'm just I'm just doing I, I'm doing this." But they're like twelve. I would be like, "Hey, I'm out here just doing this irreverent video. I'm pretending to be a dweeb who's pretending to." Uh, break down. As a teacher of 12 and 13 year olds, it's a great thing you did not go talk to them. <laughs> no, he okay. did. Okay. No, you did. What do you mean? Did I? He did, did you see on the video? Camera. No, yeah. I didn't watch it. Should, oh, okay. we, should we? Should we play the video? No. <laughs> no. I mean, we can. No. It's pretty funny. We can. It's. It wasn't funny. Yeah, I laughed. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, we don't need to play the video. All right, I'll All pull right. it up. Fine. What's yeah. wrong? So okay, so now you think it's bad? <laughs> I didn't and say you're, was... you're badgering me for not Look, liking it. No, I just, just don't think it's worth. I just playing think we're, we're talking about it. Down. You know, like we we should we should clue everyone explain, in. I explain the premise. Explain the premise, John, quickly of what you're doing. It's with a parody these two of too videos. many things. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? It's a parody of too many things. Yeah, yeah it really is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You get unemployed, and then like the second day you're unemployed, you uh, you go to the you'll go to the local gas station to get your coffee, and then you decide. I mean, I have a couple things to do today, but um, I have a pretty open slate, so I'm going to go for a country drive. I think I've watched two, and the other okay. one was you were on the porch and you yelled at the people who were working on the street. Well, the- that that was a very small part of the two minutes, but yes, that yeah. is one of the things I did. Mm-hmm. I didn't yes. see that one. And yes. then you read the paper and drink wine. Yes, mm-hmm. pretty much. Was that the yes. lifestyle one? Yes, lifestyle. That was the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Dilbert was in that one. Dilbert was yes. Dilbert, I, I Dilbert re- was the thumbnail. I I read a Dilbert comic strip. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, and then I had my own commentary. All right, fine. Here we go. Live from Lenox, South Dakota, it's Gaskins <laughs> News, undercover. I'm John Gaskins, live at the park in the heart of Lenox, South Dakota. Behind me. The brand new pool where kids will play and splash around, get away from the summer heat, although it won't be open soon. I'm not sure why, but our uh, our undercover investigation today involves these three young ladies who have been playing tennis. It's 9.49 in the morning. It's May 20th, and we have young ladies not in school, just out here on the tennis court in broad daylight, too. It's like they're not even hiding it. It's walking closer. Hey, good morning. Hey, this shouldn't you young ladies so be in school? fucking creepy right now. <laughs> What's that? You haven't been in school for months. What, have you been skipping school every day? No, this called COVID-19. COVID-19? Yeah. Well, what is that? It's a deadly virus. A, t- a deadly? Okay. That's accurate. All right. All right. Well, then shouldn't you guys be at home doing TikTok videos or something? Pause. What if she would have said right there that it was a Chinese disease? How do you get TikTok? What would you have said? <laughs> About the same thing. <laughs> it's that damn China I virus. <laughs> yes. That's the. I'm playing dumb here. So it would be like, I would probably be like, oh, okay. What if you had responded with, you mean I, that China virus? Um. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be interesting to see their reaction. Yeah, you could throw more bits into this. Yeah. Can, can we call them up? Fly, 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Should we continue? Yeah. Please, let's get it okay. over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Back famous. Well, I'll do it right now for you, because that's just like dancing to music, right? Yeah. All right, I'll just do it like playing tennis to music. We'll see what we can do. All right. Who's winning? She is? All right, let's see it. I'll do a TikTok video for you. Dun, 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 All right, that's about, they're usually about 10 seconds, right? Yeah. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. All right. All right, carry on, have a good day. All right. John, Kenny. That'll do it. Yeah, this that'll do Gaskin's it. News, <laughs> undercover in Lennox. John Kenneth Gaskins, I am surprised that those girls allowed you to walk up to them with your phone, and they carried on a conversation with you, and they never once asked, what the hell are you doing right now? They went for it. They they did. They enjoyed it. That was the second take. The first one. Oh, okay. <laughs> was it? The first, the, 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 the first one was similar. And, uh, you know, it was pretty close to that one. You walked away and walked up to them the second time. Yes. I said, no, I went up to them and I said, look, I'm just shooting a stupid little video. Uh, Can we do that just the way we did it? But I'm going to ask you about uh, why you aren't in school. (laughs) Why? And, Why? And just, and just say, Why call. didn't the first one work? Why? Because there wasn't the line it about... It can always be better, Connor. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm being ridiculed. You, you, are, you are. You are. Wow. Yes, you are. Yes, yeah. you are. Okay. From, from Connor, you're getting ridiculed for something different. But for me, I, I felt like that was your first take. Um, I'm just interested in the creative creepy. process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, all. That's, that's, that's all. I'm just interested in the creative process and, and how... You know how, why there was a second take, and you know. John, thanks for coming on three beers later. <laughs> Thank you, guys. It was great to be here. Uh, you'll hear from my lawyer. Later on. All right. Do you want to hear more about the creative process, yes, or please. can we move on? No, that's okay. Either way. I told we were talking about Twitter on, the, uh, and and I told Tom. I said, you know who Jake and I really love on Twitter? You, Tom Stevens. We love Tom Stevens we on do. Twitter because he you get a lot of bang for your buck because he doesn't do it all the time. Mm. Yeah. And we then will, when he does, it's it's just like fire. We will regularly text each other just three words. We'll say Tom's last tweet. <laughs> That's all we say, and we immediately know to go searching for it. He had a good one the other day, which now I cannot remember. And I oh, it was uh, two birds having sex on his deck. <laughs> and he says, caption, "This is real, baby," and it happened on my deck. <laughs> yeah, I was like. But see, like, you have to know Tom because I could totally see him saying to his wife, Heidi, like, Heidi, get out of here. Also, he did. He he did mm, in the neighborhood of six or seven tweets five days ago. Would you like to? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So have you have you seen the tweet with the birds? It was the bird sex video. Is it bird sex or is the bird dying? I was trying to figure that out. I don't I think it's dying. I think it's dying. It's just one sad. Just one bird. Yeah. Simple question. I thought it was bird sex. Is it necessary to fold pizza? Because I see it a lot that's... on drive-ins, dines, and jives. <laughs> that's, 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 Wait. That's, the Wait. One, that's the one I thought Jake was referring to. Hold up. And I actually liked that one better than the birds having sex. He just learned about pizza folding. Hang on. <laughs> What's the show called? Uh, it, it actually says dinners, drive-ins, and dives. Okay. okay. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, um... Connor, yeah. as a, as our New Yorker, <laughs> is it necessary to fold pizza? 
in most cases, yes. Okay. It, it yeah. Is. yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, I I enjoy it. Necessary is probably a strong word. I enjoy it better that way. Wow. He, he You're also, on Guy Fieri's side. He also quote tweeted uh, Pink Monkey at Pink Mun 52902341. And that tweet said, after years of not talking, Macaulay Culkin finally breaks his silence, confirming our suspicions. And then he quote tweeted it and said, he has broken his silence to let us know there's a new Home Alone movie coming out. That is such a weird tweet from Tom. Like, how random is it that he found that person on Twitter to quote tweet? And Tom is very seldom compelled to tweet. So you know that when he does, he's like, I got this. And that that is apparently... How how many likes did that get? That one... More than Gaskin's News? That one got uh, zero. By the way, the Gaskin's News things are like a big joke. They're like a big joke that you get this, don't you? I know. John, you're... No, John, let me help you. No, John. These two That's why guys. We're joking about we're it. We're fucking with yeah, you. They're messing with you, John. They, they love you, John. They, okay, good. I know. I just sound like you're worried that that people are making fun of you. Don't know. That's oh, yeah, a terrible yeah. feeling. I don't want to ruin the sanctity of Gaskin's news. I don't want. I don't want this podcast, this wildly popular podcast, to solely yeah. the good yeah. reputation that I've already built with Gaskin's news. Two more Tom tweets. Two, two more. Tom and then tweets. I have a random question for you. Um, here's one. It's amazing what a haircut can do for your mood. I was starting to look like Russell Brand's deadbeat brother. I don't even know who that is. Russell Brand, the guy. I know who Russell Brand is. Who's his deadbeat brother? Well, Tom, apparently. Tom, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Mark, you announced announced that you were off. Uh, unexpected off day. So I oh, guess yeah. I have no oh, choice yeah. but to make up some biscuits and gravy. Yeah, they were delicious. Um, he quote tweeted that and said, wait, no blog today? Can you at least bring biscuits and gravy to the studio? <laughs> I did not. I did not. And uh, that concludes Sorry, Tom. Tom tweets. <laughs> did you were you were you headed about like a half hour ago to early ticket days because you were talking about us texting yeah. each other today about what we were going to do tonight? I, I feel like we should save that for one more beer. Like let's save okay. early ticket days for one more beer. Yeah. It'll bring up good memories. You're building it up. You're teasing it. That's good. Yeah, yep. I I do have a question though. Okay. Um. And I, I feel like it'll lead into further discussion, uh, but what are your thoughts on coronavirus? What are your Fucking thoughts on sucks. COVID? <laughs> what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on barstool sports? I uh, just in general, or break it down for me, Happer. What do you think about it? I think most of it is is uh, annoying, but I do like you know they repost videos and stuff. Like I follow it. I don't, yeah. but, but I don't follow any of like the people. That that's where it gets over the top for me because like, like Portnoy and Big Cat, yeah, and those guys. Yeah, I guess I could follow Big Cat. Okay, uh, okay, the, the Big Cat. Yeah, um, but no, like so you know, and, and it's mostly just about how awesome Boston is and stuff. Yeah, and, and like I, I I feel like there's this sense. There's some funny stuff. Some, there is, but mostly I just like kind of nothing. I okay. So the reason I ask is because I feel like it's this. Um, they are ultimately trying to tap into the middle-class male demo of, like, hot chicks and sports and beer. Okay. And, and that's fine. But, um, my God, they're wildly popular. Yeah, I know. They are yeah. wildly popular. See, I, I don't get that. Have I, you, I, I don't really oh, get I, I do get it, and that's what I think kind of bothers me. Have you seen any of the, the current stuff going on with the... Oh, what's it oh, called? Oh, yeah, their, pod, their podcast. Their podcast, Call Her Daddy yeah, or whatever. Uh, yeah, I have. 
I have. I've never listened to the podcast. It's funny you say this, but uh, last night I actually started looking into this because I saw Portnoy tweeted about it, and it was the number one podcast on iTunes. <clears throat> and I was like, what, what, why is he tweeting about this? But I don't know all the background on it. But um, once again, it's it just totally plays to that demographic of middle-class men who are interested in sex and beer. I'm curious and- what the audience is because I think it's it's – so uh, on the, the podcast, yeah, the podcast. You know what the podcast premise is? The, the podcast premise is basically girls doing locker room talk. Yes, and, and, but they they and their their whole thing is like girls are just as nasty as guys are in the locker room. They talk. It's two. It's two attractive women, and they're talking basically about, about dicks. About dicks. Yeah, it okay, is. Sure. And they talk about all their endeavors in, in New York City and stuff, and how many guys they've had sex with. And and they what's this called again? Call her daddy. So. Where I was going, Portnoy's claim is that for every podcast they miss, and I, I think this is Portnoy claiming it. Because they stopped doing it. Well, it why, why did they stop? There's some, so they're shopping it around to other vendors. They were making, I got, I got, they were making 75 grand a year and then X amount of thousand dollars on top of each podcast. Okay. And they got wildly popular. Portnoy admitted, like, he hired these two girls and he didn't think it was going to take off. Next thing you know, it's insane. Every guy in New York City and Boston's listening to this podcast. And um, the girls just decided not to fulfill their contract. They just decided, you know what, we're going to shop around. We're going to get a better wow. deal for millions of dollars. Yeah. Portnoy said, you have to finish your contract. And they said, no, we don't. And they stopped doing the show. So then Portnoy, start, this is a New York Post article I read last night. Portnoy decided, he's like, all right, F you guys. He did a Call Her Daddy podcast, right. but it was just him. Yeah. And he just spilled the beans on all the drama that had happened, totally ratted them out, treated them like shit. And then he po- he tweeted at night. He said, "I'm out." And then he like screenshotted a picture of that podcast being the number one podcast in America because he had just ratted him out and said everything bad about him. Yeah. So that's that's the drama behind it. And see, like, okay, I'm see, but following that's this. that's what I don't care about. Yeah, I know. And for some reason, I read it though, and I'm like, yeah. "Fuck, why did I just right. read all yeah, that?" Yeah, no, I looked into it too. Absolutely, I saw bar school drama. What? Podcasts? Yeah, I'm interested. They said for everyone they don't do it's a hundred thousand dollars. $100,000 that the company misses out on every time they don't put out an episode. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's there's real money. And, and obviously, podcasts are real money. I mean, Joe Rogan just signed an exclusive mm-hmm. deal with Spotify. So that's the only place you can get Joe Rogan podcast now is on Spotify. With conspiracy theories and misinformation galore. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. And Connor, three-hour podcast. With Joe Rogan. That podcast is too long. so uninteresting to me. Really? Does he, just, does he just smoke a bunch of weed and then he just talks for he, three hours? He... I've listened to a couple of them because he had Bud Crawford on. I was like, yeah, I'll listen to Bud Crawford and, and a couple other guys I was interested in. They're, I, I don't understand his appeal. I like, feel like he's at all more and more towards the crazy dudes on his podcast because that's what gets the clicks. Yeah. You know? yeah. Which I, I get. I, I mean, that's why these two are sitting here today. I get that. Yeah, we got to have crazy people <laughs> yeah. on the podcast. No, but, I get, but like, what I'm, what I'm getting at with Barstool Sports is it bothers me that, like, I don't know. Like, this is the journalist undergrad me. Like, there's some people out there that are doing really good work, okay? And they're not in it just to get a Twitter following or to make millions and millions of dollars like you, Connor. But they are, like, they're putting out good content. And these Barstool Sports guys are, yeah, it's not terrible content. And I would say about 10% of their videos they tweet, I laugh at them. I think they're pretty good. But there's nothing original. There's there. not right. anything terribly original, but people eat it up. Yeah. They love it. I mean, and and... Whatever niche they have found, I mean, this Portnoy guy is making millions and millions of dollars. I, I hate myself daily because when I, I'm doing my my research for, for my segment that I do and the stuff they put out, 
is exactly the kind of content I want to find to bring up on air. So that's where I go. I go to yeah. Barso, and I hate myself for giving them those clicks yeah. every single day yeah. because I don't want to. I don't want to reward. I mean, I mean, they're not. You always do this. You no. always, you always do that. I don't care. Like I, I, I do care. I go, I go to Barstool, and like once again, I'm not like supporting any of the people or anything like that. Right. But I go there because I want to see the crazy, weird stories, and mm. I want to see them aggregated in a certain place. Yeah. But I don't feel bad because I clicked on it. I don't give a shit. Like, oh, I do. I don't, I, I don't I, know. I, if I no, feel... hang on. I do it. I, I do it anyway. The guilt doesn't stop me, but there is mm. guilt involved in it. Yeah, but for some what? reason, like, I won't ever watch the Kardashians or reality television shows because I think they're garbage. Uh-huh. But at the same time, I feel that way about Barstool Sports. But then I'm like you, and I'm like, well, I gotta click on this and check this out real right, quick. Right. Yeah. So they do lure you in somehow, and I don't feel guilty like you do, Mark. But I do think to myself like. God, our society sucks that everybody's clicking on this. Like millions of people are eating this up right now, and they think yeah. it's great. And at least, at least I, ha- I feel like I have a reason. Yeah. Like if, if honestly, if it weren't for that segment, I would not go to that site. I, I, I feel very confident in saying that I would not go to their site if I didn't need the content that they're putting yeah. out. But I do, so I do, and I click. Like it's just it's the fastest way well, to find I, that that content. I sure. guess I don't feel particularly bad because it's not really their content. I mean, they. But that makes me feel worse. They they aggregate it and then they they you know are you, are you have, clicking have on wherever sort of, they get it from? Yeah, usually. Okay, you, well, you, usually. okay. At least you're doing that. Yeah, and, and then there's whatever content behind that. So yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I I just use it at because it's it's sorted out really well. Yeah. Right. No. You yeah. Know? It's a one stop shop for yeah. sure. And yeah, that's basically how I take this? their Twitter too. Oh, I'm, I have no interest. I I just don't. I don't follow barstool sports, but I'm not necessarily the demographic. Yeah, but see, like what they have done, that they have created they, this they have giant a gay man. Do they really? Gay Pat? I didn't even know about that. There's a gay Pat. So no, <laughs> like everyone <laughs> always tells me I'm like, uh, <laughs> who is the guy that they told me I'm like? I don't know. The, the because guy I, I bought a redhead and beard. I bought a Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimps hat. Okay. And people were like, that's like the guy from Barstool. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Well, they have created this, this, um, I can't even think the right word cult? here. I mean, if you want to call it a cult, fine. But every market now has Barstool. Oh, yeah. So there's like a Patriots Barstool and there's like a Raiders Barstool and there's a Chiefs a Barstool. There's, there's a, a Barstool for both Division One schools in South Dakota. Yeah. Yeah. And all it is is it's hitting that demo. Gay Pat, uh, what, at Gay Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I don't know his Twitter. I don't know his Twitter, but I know on Barstool he's Gay Pat. Almost, almost. Do you know the? Uh, <laughs> the do, do you follow? Because he's gay, that's why you don't follow Gay Pat. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, I heard he's being sued. I don't, I'm not into. The uh, the guy they just hired, uh, and he is a re- he is really good at impressions. Is that uh, Joey something? Oh, the I guy mean, yeah. who does impressions. The, yeah, the Andrew Luck guy. Yes. yes. So, like, he, like, I, for whatever reason, it's probably because of this fucking pandemic. They hired him. Yeah, so, like, he was on Twitter, and I had seen one of his impressions, and he had, you know, a couple thousand followers. You know, a week later, he's got 100,000. And I'm like, holy shit, like, this guy's taking off. He signed on a bar stool. And then he signed on a bar stool. And I was like, all of a sudden, I, I lost a little respect. I was like, oh, you're going to be with those bros. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. And now every day, and you know, it's tough when you're doing impressions or comedy. It's hit or miss. So, like, some of his videos he puts out, and I'm like, bro, you're not funny. Like, you're not. I guess I'm not, like, I guess I'm not against it. Welcome to the world of trying to put out humorous videos, Jay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 
I guess yeah. I'm not. Uh, I guess I'm not against barstool as much as anybody else's. I just kind of take it for what it is. I I I'm not in the cult. Like I'm not. You know, I don't know who any of their people are. But You're I not think, a stoolie. But I think some the Saturdays of, are for the boys. Right. Oh right. yeah. Right. I, but I I think some of the shit is funny, and yeah. I think the uh, you know I've listened to a couple of the pardon my takes. I like I think some of that shit okay. is funny. Like that's always my caveat is I think Big Cat and PFT. PFT's funny guy. I think they're funny. I think they do good original content, and I I think they don't quite fall in. Like I put them under a different umbrella. I oh, put really? PFT under a different umbrella. Yeah. And the reason is because I I enjoy that side of sports. Especially, like, I wish there was something, uh, and, and, you know, I'm no longer in the sports media market in Lincoln, but I wish somebody in Lincoln would do something like PFT does, where they go to press conferences, and they just ask, they just ask absurd questions, and they get stupid interviews out there. Mm-hmm. Like, no more asking, you know, hey, how are, how's the running backs doing this year? No, you go out there, and you ask Scott Frost about his new haircut and the dip he just put in his mouth. Like, that's the kind of fun stuff that I think some fans do want to hear about. So, and part of that is they've got enough guys to agree to be in that interview. Like, I can't imagine anybody at the university saying, yeah, I'll be oh, a part of that. Oh, that's the problem. Right. Yeah, they would never do it. Yeah. No. And as yeah. soon as you, you tried, you're blackballed. But I could also see, and, and this is a compliment, Connor, I could see somebody like you wanting to do a fun market like that. I definitely do it as much as I can. I'm like, it's tough in a conservative yeah. market like yeah. this. It yeah. is. Yeah. And but South I, Dakota I, for you, too. I'll, I'll be the guy to ask the fucking weird questions. I, I, yeah. I, I do that all the time. Have you asked Scott Frost about his tobacco habits? Uh, not on the record. No. Oh, off the record? Not off the record okay. either. <laughs> In between the record? Yeah, between like yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, but he he sat down with us at at media days. Big old dip. With with the dip in and dipping while he was on the air with the cup in yeah. front of him. Two, but the, but his first year at media days in 2018. He just decided that he wasn't going to spit at all that day. He was going to he was going to gut the oh, thing. Oh yeah. Wow. yeah. Well, wow. so we I don't know if he was planning on he, doing this interview or he, what it was. He did. He comes into to the radio row and he does 6 to 10 minutes with just the radio guys. Whereas last year he came and sat down for five minutes with all the radio guys from from Nebraska. But the first year he's just like, "All right, we're going to bring him in here. Yeah, we're going to do up. radio people only." Yeah. So I do video of it. And we put it on our Facebook page, and I knew the whole like he had a huge dip in the whole time, and I knew I didn't I didn't put anything about didn't it. Comment on it on the Facebook page. Here is Scott Frost. Here's Scott Chicago. Frost talking, and all and we got more videos on more hits on that video than we've ever anything we've ever put out mm. on our Facebook page, and all the comments are just like, wonder what he's chewing, you know, like all that stuff. It was hilarious. Gutting it like a boss. Yeah, and he was he was cutting it. Too. And this is this is silly, and it's I mean, it's very small. But who's who's going to be the person of the athletic department to tell Scott Frost that right. the university is a tobacco-free campus? Yeah, right. right. Like, what? Right. I mean, like, are you going to go up to him and, or Chenander and be like, hey, uh, you're not supposed to be go with the cigars and everything? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these guys can do whatever the fuck they want. Right. Yeah, and they flaunt it. Yeah. <laughs> but that goes back to, like, Memorial Stadium's technically a dry stadium, right? Mm-hmm. Is it? Okay. I remember Bill Byrne at a press conference. Bill Byrne was the athletic director. And it was like 1999 or 2000, and it was right about the time they built all the new suites that are up there. Yeah. yeah. And somebody is one of those Tuesday press conferences, sixth floor Memorial Stadium, and asked him about, well, is is uh, alcohol prohibited in, in those suites? And and he said yes. And and then somebody asked, do you really expect that rule will be followed? 
And he said something like, look, I don't expect everybody to be drinking milk up there. <laughs> and everybody <laughs> laughed, and then everybody just carried on. Like, yeah, the rich people are going to be able to break the rules up there. So they paid I, all the money for those sweets. I yeah. actually just read something that said basically it was an unwritten rule. As long as you have your alcohol up there the day before, you're good. You know, Get it up there on Friday, and you'll have it for Saturday. And then Bill Byrne left, and Peterson came, and that practice ended. And they started enforcing, this is a dry campus. You cannot have alcohol in your suite. And I'm sure the next AD was Tom Osborne, and I'm sure he wasn't too keen on folks having alcohol up there. And I don't know what the current practice is. I really have no idea. But it did sound like alcohol. Who's just like alcohol? I've heard. Outside of the current athletic director. Oh. <laughs> outside of the Osborne suite, I guarantee you there's alcohol in every suite. I mean, I would not. I would be surprised. Look, All right, uh, so Larry the Cable Guy is, is clearly not partaking. I mean, yeah. Back sober. Back to uh, my tweet that got five likes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I like, I saw I, I a lot forget, of people. Was it political? No. Okay. It was, uh, so last night, Scott Frost tweeted a video out of, uh, it was a Husker Hype video. And honestly, of all the Husker Hype videos I've ever seen, it was one of the worst. And really? I, I feel that way because it was like, Memorial Stadium. And then like it's, oh, this giant shot of Memorial Stadium. And it was like, <laughs> football happens here. And then another <laughs> giant shot of the stadium. And then it was like, there is no place like Nebraska. And I was like, what the fuck is this video? It's like, are you guys trying? You're trying way too hard right now. Like, everybody is is bitching about politics and the pandemic, and we're trying to fill time on Sports Talk Radio, and you're putting out some hype video just to start up rumors. Like, we're going to have football in the fall. It's going to happen. I-, I just, the hype video pissed me off because it's such it's just so lazy to me. It's like you had a couple camera angles of a stadium and some guy with a deep radio voice, and you put out a hype video, and I- I'm just done with it. Until they're actually winning 10 or 11 games a year, I'm done with the hype videos. It's something Gaskins News would do to make fun of Nebraska <laughs> football hype videos. Or anybody. Like, it's something an opponent, a Big Ten opponent, anybody, like Iowa would do to make fun of Nebraska. Did you talk about it today? We did. We, you, what was your take on it? We made fun of it a lot. Good, good. <laughs> But having said that, the, the the making fun of it was more about the fact that they hyped up the hype video. You know, there was all these, there were teasers for this hype video. There were teasers for that video. So, yes. Yeah. So, oh, but, that's awesome. But we didn't know it was gonna be just a hype video. We thought it was gonna be some sort of announcement, announcement. Uh, important announcement. So it started with Eric Chenander tweeting out something with, and it had a phone on it that said five fifteen. PM on May 15th. So 5:15, 5:15. And then that then became Greg Austin with a with a phone that said 5:19 on May 19th. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been pushed back at this yeah, point. Yeah, and then that that 5:19 on May 19th is when the video dropped. So that's what they were teasing this whole time. And I, I think we learned today that Chenander's tweet was teasing Greg Austin's tweet which was teasing the Scott Frost video. Which is unbelievable. Did somebody, like, are people speculating? I haven't looked into this. Are people speculating that was their way of saying, like, we're going to play football this year? Oh, yeah. well, I think so, but they're wrong. <laughs> it was, it's it was, nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's nothing. nothing. The only it's thing nothing. I got out of it was 
we miss having fans at Memorial Stadium, and someday there yeah. will be fans again at Memorial Stadium. There was people That's trying all to I got. There was people trying to convince themselves that something else was coming. That there was another. The, this there, was a tease. There was something. another thing. Yeah, and I'm like, no, dudes, you don't get it. You just got duped. Admit this it. was it. Yeah, that I was mean, the payoff. Yeah, it, it wasn't fun. It's almost uh, because do you recall? I don't know if it was last summer or the previous summer when they had that hype video of them out at a lake or something. Yeah. And Scott Frost was the like program. in the, the dad power stance, and he was watching them all. Oh, teammates, they take care of each uh, other. They were carrying boats. They went five and seven. Like, that's not a hype video. Like, I don't give a fuck what you're doing in the spring if you're not winning football games. Like, the hype videos to me are funny. Like, when I watch them, I'm like, okay, you know every Big Ten school right now is making fun of what you. Did, what did you Everyone. think? I understand they win, but what did you think of the the hype videos LSU was putting out throughout the college play, playoffs last year? Did you see any of those? Uh, I saw the Joe Burrow one. Well, they, they had, I'm pretty sure it was LSU, because like, one of them was, like, narrated by Shaq. Like, they brought in big-name actors. That's phenomenal. Go ahead and do it. Like, if you're, if you're winning 11, 12, 13 games, I'm going to get goosebumps watching your video. I remember being 15, 16 years old thinking, like, oh, yeah, Nebraska football. Like, I am hyped for the fall. Now it's a joke to me. Like I when I see like it's it's July or August and they put out that hype video, the official one or whatever it is, it's like okay, you, you know, you haven't made a bowl game in 3 years and Iowa, Ohio State, Michigan, they're all laughing at you right now. Like they like your highlights you're showing are of the 7 or 8 good moments last year and half of those are in games you lost by 20. Yeah. Uh- I agree with everything you're saying, but what else should they do? What else are they going to do to hype or to market? Nothing. Nothing. Why do they have to market the team? They sell out every fucking game. I mean, really. But eventually, if they keep winning five games, they won't. Oh, that's what they've said now since the year 2003, right? And people keep showing up. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but it's getting tougher. Yeah, I mean, and you're also developing a generation of cynics, which I feel like would fall into our age group right now because we know, like, Husker football isn't what it once was. Mm-hmm. And um, we see those hype videos, and we're like, okay, like, show us on the field, and then maybe we'll get excited about a hype video. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I teach middle schoolers, and they make fun of Nebraska football all day. And that's really sad to me. But, I mean, it's, it's real. Um, I mean, every Friday, it's like, hey, let's predict the Nebraska game. And they're like, doesn't matter who they're playing. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's that's where we are. It makes me sad, yeah, sure, you know, because sure. I was 8, 9, 10 years old when they were amazing. Right. Right. So the millennial generation is the most tortured Husker football generation, in my opinion. We were not old enough to experience, like, how amazing Husker football was, but it was going on. Yeah. And now, so we know it can happen. How How old are you? I'm 32. 32, okay. So, like, I was 7, 9, and 10 when we won the national titles. And so, old enough to know, like, wow, Nebraska can kick some ass. And now, you know it's possible, and that's what makes it suck even more. Because you're like, God, it's so hard to be that good, you know? Happer, how old are you? I am going to be 28 in five days. How are you 7, 9, and 10? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I I thought about that, too. Seven, eight, and ten. Seven, eight, Excuse me, ten. <laughs> yeah. It's the second beer. So I would have been. Oh, they really got you there. They really <laughs> nailed you. Burn! Way to go. Two, three, three and detail-oriented. Five. So you remember I've just been. I've just been waiting for that. I remember I'm nothing. For to My up. first Nebraska football memory was the 2001 Oklahoma game. Wow. And <laughs> holy shit. Wow, that's wild. 
Wow. And uh, my, my senior, fifth year senior in college. Yep. And uh, you're so old. I am. Well, I remember they did a really cool play. Yeah. Um, and, and they won. And then that season ended poorly. I feel like I should tell you a story. And about then it was game. pretty much all downhill from. There. I wish yeah. I wish uh, Tom was still here to tell a story about that. Game, oh, he will but, have one. Yeah. Uh, I was that year. I was doing the KRNU that. pregame show with my co-host Sean Callahan, and he's going to be on this podcast next week. There we oh, go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, Sean, let's go. Uh, on me yeah, too. <laughs> I've I have I've seen Sean drunk. Um. 20 years ago, and then maybe like a few years ago in Eugene, Oregon. And that's okay. We were all drunk. Um, it was the night before a game. I'm sure that's what they typically do the night before a game when they go on the road. Um, he No, K, this is a props to Sean Callahan story. It was uh, it was a pre, KRNU pregame show. I don't, know, he was, I don't know if he was writing for the Daily Nebraska at the time, but it was our little show, which, of course, three people heard, and one of them was Rick Alloway back at the station uh, just to make sure there were no technical errors. Mm-hmm. The other and, two were you uh, and Sean. The other two were me and Sean. That was it. Not even anybody in our booth was listening to us, <laughs> and uh, they couldn't hear us. We were in Memorial Stadium. It was really loud. <laughs> and it was the Oklahoma game. I mean, this was a big game. It was like one versus two in the BCS. And uh, he just mentioned, I can't remember, it might have even been uh, right before we were done with, probably when we were making predictions, and he said, look for, and I can't remember exactly what he said, but he basically said, look for a trick play, look for a nifty play. Frank Solich and the staff, they have this play in the bag. If it's the right time in the game, and it's Mike's, and he said, it's Mike Stunts, the third string quarterback who hadn't played a snap all year, wow. and he's going he's gonna to throw a touchdown pass to Eric Crouch. He he, yeah, he knew it because he knew somebody, either he knew Mike Stunts or he knew somebody who knew Mike Stunts, and Sean was good at that. Sean was good at knowing, knowing stuff. So and I, I'll and my reaction was, you know, because because Sean was showing off what he knew, and my reaction was, okay, that's a good one, Sean. Okay, aren't you clever? All right. And then it happened, and I didn't remember Sean predicting it like when it happened because everybody, I was just I had, sure, I had moved down to the stu- I had moved down to the student section, and we all went ape shit. But like, uh, yeah, he um, he's he's proud of that, and I would be too. Unfortunately, nobody heard it at the time, so he keeps asking me for like, hey, do you have that ta- cassette tape of the? Uh, yeah. Do you have the, <laughs> that the tape pregame exists? show of me? Because nobody, because he's, because he, he's. I, I don't know if he knows or claims, but he like he claims nobody believes him, or he wants people to believe him because he predicted it. So. But do okay, but you actually remember? I or do. Is that just a story from him telling you that? It no, happened? I remember okay. that exact moment. Okay. Yes. Yep. That's my. Oh, and I took a piss next to Barry Switzer in the uh, press box. That was my other memory mm. of that game. Wow. There you go. No, I did not look. I was, I was, I met go, Tom I was Osborne. gonna be my question. Did you take a peek? Oh. Okay. I met Tom Osborne one time. Did you time. take a peek? Was he old? <laughs> Very boring guy. Mm-hmm. Very boring guy. Yeah. Good yeah. football coach though. Good football coach. Tom Osborne knows my aunt Dorothy. Hmm. Hmm. He knows my uh grandpa really my, my great aunt Dorothy or something. What what would that be? My my grandpa's sister. Great aunt. Great aunt. Yeah. Great aunt Dorothy. I had a great aunt Dorothy. Shout out to great Everybody's aunt Dorothy. Everybody's got a great aunt Dorothy in this Here's state. Here's the great aunt Dorothy. <laughs> hey, hey, aunt Dorothy. Hey. All right. Still, still hanging in there. Does she listen? Still alive? I don't think she listens. Hmm. She should send her a link. Yeah, I'll send her a link. wonder what she would do with that. <laughs> <laughs> should we rate beer number two? All right. Yeah. Beer number two was... A pale lager from Cosmic Eye. It's called Open Hearted. And if you remember, 
Got a quote from Kurt Vonnegut on it. Yeah, who is <laughs> apparently very popular. Uh, 6.8. You're laughing at Kurt Vonnegut. <laughs> Fuck you. That's what I'm going to remember to do. Not, not a rock star. Uh, but a rock star writer. 6.8. What a damn book, man. I have nothing to say about it. It's a 6.8. 6.8. Yeah. You know what? Um, you call it boring? It's an average beer because it's a pale lager, but for the average beer, it's a good average beer. I'm going to give it a 67 out of 94. Ooh. Okay. That seems like less than your 32 out of 38 or whatever the last one was. It is. Yeah, okay. It is. That's math. Thank you. It's a lower percentage. <laughs> uh, John. John? you got to rate it. Pale lager. This one, the pale lager. Oh, this one. The, the salmon oh. and daffodil one. Uh, Kurt Vonnegut. Oh, uh, Kurt Vonnegut. Remember well, Kurt Vonnegut? Kurt Vonnegut would give him like a one on a ten scale, but Kurt's an asshole, so um, he has very high standards. I I'll give it a eh, th- this one. I would give like three point two pineapples. Three point two out of five. Out of five, out of five, out of five pineapples. It's gonna be a seven six for me. I like that it's approachable. I like that it's drinkable. I have actually drank that much. These are the two six packs that I got at home. Is approachable and drinkable the same thing? No. Okay, what's approachable? Approachable means many people can drink it. Mm-hmm. Drinkable means I can drink it quickly. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. You're sure? No. Um, but that's how I'm going to define those words. Uh, good. It's it's a lager. It's uh, not a whole lot there, but it's got a little something there, and I enjoy it. Seven six. All right. Beer number three. Three. Famous golfer. Is the famous golfer. From Cosmic Eye Brewing, it's a sour ale with black tea. Now, if you, we've, we've had this beer on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Very shortly after Cosmic Eye opened, actually. And if I remember right, this is part of the reason why I have a reputation for not liking Cosmic Eye. That's correct. Is this beer. Also a different batch. A different batch. This The famous golfer, in case you're curious, is most likely Arnold Palmer. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty much spelled out for you on the on the back. Here. As, as oh, is it? I mean, pretty much They're- half lemonade, half ice cake. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, this is the the beer take on an Ar- Arnold Palmer drink. Arnie Palmy alert. Okay, quick, blah, real quick. <laughs> I've had one sip of this. Uh-huh. Tastes nothing like an Arnold Palmer. Thank Correct. You, yes. Yeah, and second, second, uh, I think it was uh, Michelob put out a nineteenth hole beer. Uh, several years ago, was probably the best take on a really easy-to-drink light beer that was lemonade and beer. Okay. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know if you can find it. It tasted a lot like the... Gosh, now I can't think of it. Um, but this tastes nothing like an Arnold Palmer. I would agree. That's why I gave it a bad grade all that time ago. But that's okay. It can still be good. Now, uh, that, that's what I was going to say, is I do think it's a decent beer. I remember just generally yeah. not liking it. I think it's a decent beer. I think it's a good, good sour beer. But it's not an Ar- Arnold Palmer. I agree. Thank you. So uh, what do you guys want to talk about now? The good old are we doing, days? Are we doing early ticket days? I don't know. You were getting to that. Yeah, sure. Um, there's some good stories. Um, there are better topics, but let's go. Yeah. So, one that I want to talk about for sure, well, there's a couple, but there's one that I really want to talk about, is uh, I remember graduating college and having been promised that this station was being built and I didn't need to look for a job. 
And I was originally just going to be co-hosting with Adrian Fiala. Um, and it was going to be an 11 to 2 show. <clears throat> and um, Chris Schmidt, who uh, I consider a friend, if he, if he, uh, he was going to be the program director. And uh, he and the station GM at the time, Jim Keck, they didn't see eye to eye on a lot of stuff. And um, Schmidt, told me, he's like, hey, man, he's like, I- I'm done. Like, I just can't, I can't put my family and my, and all this stuff riding on, a, on an independent station coming up. And so he's like, I, I don't know if you still want to roll with it. Uh, shortly after that, I remember I was uh, drunk at a good buddy's house. He was my best man at my wedding. I got a call from Jim Keck saying that we can't afford to have the national ESPN um, you know, network. We can't have that on our station. Okay. So we don't know if we're going to have a radio station anymore. Oh. Or we don't know what we're going what, what to play other than local. Right, right. <clears throat> so here I am, 22, 23 years old. I've been promised this radio station that I'm going to have a job making probably 15 grand a year just hosting a show for three hours, which is fine. Yeah. yeah. And I was excited. Um, but at that point, I thought like, all right, well, this might be going down the tank and uh, I, I don't know what I'm going to do for a job now. Eventually, Keck tells me, you know, we Fox Sports will do it for free. ESPN would have charged us so we get Fox Sports. I send him and uh, the late, great Roger Dodson an email. I will never forget this. I sent them an email with a layout of what I thought the radio station should be, what could work in Lincoln, problems that that I had noticed when I worked at 1480 that I thought we could improve upon as a station. And Dodson uh, says, hey, I want to meet with you and Keck uh, at the Mill Coffee Shop uh, on 48th and whatever down south, Pioneers, whatever. And I said, okay. And I don't know, you met Roger. I actually never did. You never met Roger? I never, never met Roger. Oh, my God. He was okay. gone by the time I started. Keep and, him in mind. Yeah, yeah, just okay. keep him in mind. Like, Roger Dodson um, is one of the most animated, um, incredible people I've ever met. There's some good and bad that comes with Roger, and we can oh, get yeah. to some of that. But I, but um, have you seen the show Mad Men? Yeah. Uh, Roger Sterling. Okay. Is okay. Uh, a good portrayal of who I feel like Roger Dodson is. Um, <clears throat> anyways, uh, incredible salesman. Radio guy first, and he wore a suit everywhere. And so we sit down at this mill coffee shop, and uh, Dodson goes, you know, we Schmidt backed out on us, and you you sent that email organized with all the stuff you wanted to do at the station. He's like, we don't know who the hell we're going to hire as our mm. program director. Do you want to be the program director? And young 22, 23 me, I was like, I, okay. And Dodson <laughs> shook my hand. And he's like, you're the program director. And that's all, all it really was. I mean, I was legitimately coming from just creating a fun podcast website at the university and being a producer at 1480 to that. And there's a lot of regrets I had when I was helping with the station. But at that time, I felt like I had just landed my dream job. I really didn't care how much money I had. And I had just met a pretty girl that I ended up marrying. And I didn't really think much about health insurance, getting married, <laughs> and having a family. Right. So I was excited. Um, <clears throat> anyways, we... Uh, start to think about who we're going to hire on our staff. And uh, Adrian Fiala was in. I had, God, I wish you guys could be a fly on the wall. I met Adrian Fiala probably, I had 10 meetings with him at Village Inn. One-on-one? One-on-one. It was him and me with notebooks, and we were writing down how we were going to start our radio show, what we could do to make the station good to Nebraska. I mean, imagine a young punk kid 
trying to tell this legend. And by the way, I, I really did not have a grasp on his um, status. Status. I didn't. But when I saw Adrian, I thought he was a schmuck. I'll be honest. I thought hmm. I did. I really did. I was like, why is this guy so full of himself? Um, and based on some of his broadcasting suggestions, I even felt insulted. Yeah. And I had, I had run some things by Alloway. I had run some things by Keck that I had said, like, how do I handle this? Like, I want to treat him with respect. I want to do this right. Like, let's, let's make this work. Cause I know this guy's a legend, but like, I'm not feeling that vibe right now. Um, Chris Schmidt told me, you got to hire this guy named John Gaskins. Never heard of him. He's like, yeah, he's in South Dakota. He does a bunch of radio. He's great. He will work his ass off. He's phenomenal. You got to hire him. I called John. It was nothing for or against John's talent. It was legitimately just based off the word of Chris Schmidt and um, and meeting John a couple times and knowing he was a good human being and he had a passion for sports radio. I was like, okay, good. We got a co-host for Tom. <laughs> and so it was Tom and John. It was Adrian and me. And then I knew some interns at the college that would help out. And uh, that's kind of how we got started. Um, I mean, there's a lot in between there. But I also remember um, Dodson taking me to, uh, what's the name of the really nice suit place? Michael Gary Michaels. Mm-hmm. This will blow your fucking mind. Uh, Dodson takes me into Gary Michaels. And this is the kind of guy he is, which is just ridiculous to think back now. Bought me an $800 suit. <laughs> Put it on the ticket tab. I said nothing when I was in there. Dodson takes me in there, and he's like, you're the program director. You got to look sharp for everybody. And he had Gary Michaels, like, fit me for all these fancy clothes. I had never seen anything like it in my life. Keck was later pissed at him for spending $800 on a suit. But Dodson was all about it. Yeah. yeah. Gary Novotny probably looked at you and said, ah, 36 long. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, like, I mean. Yeah, he's he's got you figured out. And I still, like, I still have that. That blazer, that tie, the nice Italian shirt, all that stuff. Man. It's the only suit, shirt, and coat I have. You're going to get buried in it someday. Yeah. 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 And uh, anyways. Maybe within the next year. That's right. <laughs> Are you taking him in Real, the death Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> but John, I'm going to let you talk to <laughs> But John almost got a word in. I, so I'm sorry I'm rambling. Um, if you guys are bored with this, I was just going to say, I was not taken in for a tailor made $800 suit when I took over for you as program director. Okay, but neither Jim Keck nor Roger Dodson, I think, were there by that time. Well, Connor, how many $800 suits have you got? Oh, they, yeah, they gave me a couple when I took incredible. over for you, Gaskins. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't know what uh, you what happened, John. Oh, yeah. I mean, and here you are making two oh. minute Gaskins news. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mike. <laughs> My clothes were already. Yeah, I got a blue one and a gray one. Got pinstripes. Um, oh, you know me. I'm just so no. loose with that credit card. Um, no, just real quick, I want to mention this because I, I feel like it's important, especially if there's even an older generation, maybe five people that are listening to this podcast. And I think Mark and Connor can speak to this as well. When we hired John, um, like everything was going well at the station. Like, before we went on the air, John was talking about what he wanted to do for a show, and we would meet, and we would have beers, and we would talk. And uh, I don't remember exactly how he told me, but uh, out of nowhere, he goes, I just want to make sure you're okay with this man. Like, I'm gay. Are you comfortable hiring a gay man at your radio station? And I remember thinking, like, so? (laughs) (laughs) Like, 
like, what do you mean? Like, what, like, why wouldn't I hire you? And I could tell he was concerned that, like, this was a job he really wanted and that he may not get it because of that fact. And I was just like, I, I think I just blew it off. I was just like, I don't, I don't really care. Like, why, why would that even matter? And I think that's maybe more of a generational thing. Not that older people can't, but, but like, I, it didn't even phase me. Um, and I could tell from that moment forward that um, John just, it was a load off your shoulders. I could just tell, like, John was like, okay, good. I can, I can just be myself at the station. And, and he wasn't worried about it at all. And, like, those are just things you don't even really think about when somebody's talking sports for three hours. I don't know how you remember those events playing out. Yeah. But I just want to make sure I mention that because I, we weren't trying to be revolutionary by hiring an openly gay sports broadcaster, which, by the way, you were, I wouldn't say you were openly gay. You were just gay to your close friends and family. Yeah. And, and we even had discussions. Um, I would ask John several times. I would just be like, I mean, like, are you, are you just going to tell people you're gay? Like, why don't, why don't you just do it? And I, and like, I didn't, I didn't understand the ramifications at that point. Um, especially as a heterosexual male, I was like, why, like, why am I telling somebody how to handle that stuff? Um, but to me it was nothing. And so I was like, why wouldn't John just be comfortable with it? But now looking back, I totally realize like, that's, that's a, big moment for someone and they're not just going to like get on the radio and be like, Oh, by the way, I'm gay, yeah, you know? And yeah. so I, I feel like, um, I hope you don't feel like I was insensitive to that at the time, but I always, but I was always curious, like, you know, if there's some people on Twitter or stuff that know you're gay, like you should just go ahead and be open with it. Like nobody's going to care. Keck and Dodson or maybe even Romero at the time, uh, they wouldn't have had a problem with it, but they would have felt uncomfortable. I have a feeling. Did you tell Keck? I don't know. I don't know if I told him directly. I don't think that would be my place to do that. But um, John, I don't know how much you want want to talk about that. I, I, I mean, I want to tell a story about meeting Tom Stevens for the first time. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> but no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, go ahead. My, no. My, 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 my only question is is just kind of how. Just much... remember to ask me to tell a story about meeting Tom Stevens okay. for the first time. I think you'll enjoy it. My only question is how much um, is, is that in the front of your mind? You know, especially back in your days at the ticket, you're you're doing things like you're interviewing Eric Lucian, right? Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and and he's telling a story about being openly gay at, mm -hmm. on the Nebraska football team and things like that. And you you have your own stories to tell related to that, and and you didn't, you know, and and you've got your own lens that you view the world through that's different than the other three of three of us in this room, you know, um, and yet it was always. Like, it wasn't hidden, but it wasn't out there either. And I'm just curious how you navigated that world and, and, and whether it's something that, that you actively thought about on a daily basis. Somebody, uh, like, this is the second time this has been asked to me. Uh, the first one was I asked myself on a Gaskins News edition, which is coming out tomorrow. Mm. I actually interviewed myself, and I asked myself got, that, got, got that exact same question. Yeah, yeah. Okay. right. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, I was looking for uh, it. Yeah, don't. Do I get a sneak peek yeah. preview? Or? Yeah, you will. Yeah. Okay. Um, but like somebody, but they asked me. That was very artfully asked. Uh, the, the person that asked me this, and I'm having lunch with him tomorrow. He's a really nice guy, but he's just like, "So you're a gay man in sports talk radio? What's that like?" Or I mean, it wasn't that basic of a question, but it was kind of like, um, "It's it's not like I go uh, whether it was here or the last." four years in South Dakota, the three years before I came mm -hmm. here. It's not like I go into the office every day 
And before I go into the office, listening to Dan Patrick or uh, reading stuff to get ready for the day, it's not like I'm like, boy, what game and angle am I going to bring to the sports talk today? I mean, do I do any? It of just you, comes natural. Do enough. any of you think like what? What's, oh, it, it really does. Yes, thank you. That's good work. You should do a radio show. Uh, He's that, got a podcast. So that's right. That's it. That's all. You Way need. more profitable. That's all you need. Um, that's so that's that's about it. Like with Eric Lucian, that was his story. Yeah, yeah. And uh, did it now? Did it help that I was a gay guy to get Eric Lucian to tell his story? Yes, yeah. it did. Um, somebody who listened to the ticket tipped me off to uh, just like a, 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 you know I, I had no idea who Eric Lucian was, and uh, and he but this the, whoever was a listener to the station privately messaged me and saw a Facebook status from Eric Lucian that mentioned you know this might and and Eric's a wonderful guy he's he was our minister at our wedding, yeah. but he uh, he just basically said in the nicest way possible on a Facebook status this whole and this is right about the, this is all during the Michael Sam thing. He said, "It's this this whole Michael Sam thing is great. I just want people to know that I was an openly gay football player at Nebraska like ten years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I was welcomed with open arms. And it was a you know it was uh, somewhat frightening, but mostly a positive overall experience. Somebody, and I don't even know if this this might have been a friend of yours, Jake. I'm not sure um, who it was, but I don't know if this person because I yeah I didn't talk about how I was gay on the radio. So um, this person must have known." must have known that I was gay because, or else he wouldn't be t- showing me this status of Eric He's just kind of like nudged me. He's like, Hey, this, this might be interesting radio on the ticket. And so, um, and so I, I reached out to Eric and, um, yeah, I mean, I think I don't, I mean, if, if I hadn't have told him or if I wasn't gay, would he had, would I have still been able to convince him or, um, to, to, to tell his story on the radio? I have no idea. Uh, but that in that case, that wasn't uh, yeah, I hadn't talked about it much, if at all, when I was here, because I just never found a time where it was uh, with the exception of the and uh, there wasn't really a time until the Michael Sam thing hit. Right. But even at that, like I brought my own experiences and I, I, I honestly can't recall how in depth Tom and I got on the Michael Sam topic. I don't, you know, there's a lot of Husker football. It was probably right during spring football. Right. Uh, live sports were still happening. So. Yeah. So exactly. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, um, like my own personal experiences could kind of help those views. But then again, I was never a football player. <laughs> like I, I, so yeah, I, I, yeah. I couldn't even relate to Eric Lucian in, in that way. And so, but I never, it just, I just never felt it necessary to bring that up even when we were finally talking about gay guys in sports. So that's, that's about all I can tell you. There's just rarely ever a time where I'm like, you know, here's my gay guy perspective. <laughs> There's just, there is none. I, I guess just to add on to that, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I John knows me really well and you two know me fairly well. I, I'm pretty blunt person and I like, I had trouble at the station when um, <clears throat> when his, I don't know, just for lack of a better way to put this, when his homosexuality was questioned. Like, and I had I had Keck in my ear, or I had Dodson in my ear. I mean, it's just an older generation. Sure. And they, and they would ask me questions about it. And I would always say, like, well, why, why don't you ask John? Like, I... <laughs> Like, I, I, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Like, we hired him. We're paying him X amount of money. Like, go ask him if you got a problem with him. 
And, like, it, it wasn't that they, they didn't accept John. They did. But it, you could tell they'd never been around it. And yeah, they, and they yeah. felt uncomfortable. And so that was, that was something that uh, I felt was, was difficult at the time. That was, like, I was kind of the messenger there. And I was put in an awkward situation. Well, I remember the first time I experienced it in the workplace. I was working at PetSmart, right? And I, I had a management role there. And there were two, two of the people in my department were, of all things, cleaning out the rat habitats, right? And, and just kind of, like, being friendly. And I said, like, oh, you two going to go out on and, and the girl looked at me. She goes, I'm gay. Wow. I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. Uh, what do I do now? Yeah. Because I just, I, I put my foot firmly in my mouth. You're embarrassed. And, yeah. yeah. I, I, and, like, I'm pretty sure I just, like, walked away. And, and But, like, that moment was when I realized, like, you got you to gotta stop making assumptions about people, for starters. And you, you got to, like, open your eyes. Because where I went to high school, one, we had one black guy yeah, in yeah. our class and one gay guy in the school. That you he, knew of. And he, right, that we knew of. Well, no, that's true because I know of plenty more now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. But at the time, one, and he got ridiculed daily. Yeah. Like, his daily existence hmm. sucked. Well, and you, right? and where that you was school, Mark? Norris. Nor- which, oh, okay. All right. Uh, I mean, it's class B. Class B. But still, you're talking, like, uh, I mean, rural, rural area. Rural community. Rural community. Well, what was it like at Central? You didn't give a shit. Not even close to that experience. I, yeah, I, have, I have no <laughs> doubt. I have no doubt. Yeah. yeah. I, well, we, yeah, I mean, in the We mid, got to see it all. In the, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the, exactly, yeah. in the mid-90s at Central. Yeah. I, I went to Central, and, uh, I mean, there was a P-Flag uh, operation. There was a gay, there, I don't remember what it's called, but there was a gay club. And yeah. um, were there other people that kind of ridiculed the gay people? Yeah, sure. of course. But it was kind of like, it was at least something that existed that was kind of, if not right in front of your face, you knew it was there, and it was. But there was so, also, that, therefore, it was somewhat normal. There was also enough like straight people who were going to be like, "Hey, don't make fun of the gay people," you know, yeah. like you know. Well, there, just, we didn't have yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. There was we nobody didn't, right. actually. Them a we check. honestly, we didn't really either. But at least there, there were some that existed that we knew. Oh yeah, you know, right. Um, including, yeah, including me, but I wasn't even. I wasn't even ready to be in a club or anything like yeah, that about yeah. it. But. Um, but okay, uh, to, to to take it a little for for a little more depth to that, yes, I I there was there were times when I thought um, it would it just at, at least specifically at the ticket it, that perhaps it would be it wouldn't be the best thing for business for, to have an openly gay guy mm-hmm. on the radio in Lincoln, Nebraska. This is a red state, and um, if you want to completely just paint the entire sports talk listening audience in Lincoln, Nebraska with one big wide brush. Uh, and this is 2011. I think things have, I think plenty of things have advanced or for changed sure. since 2011. Of course, that was 2015. The day that Tom Stevens had his heart attack. Is that right? Yes. Wow. Whoa. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a story, there's a story for a day. Um, yeah, but, I remember, uh, I remember that one. But yeah, I just thought this will, this will not be, uh, it's just not, Back to the thing I said, it really doesn't really come up or uh, yeah. anyway. Well, I mean, it, but, it, it didn't at the ticket. Well, you know, and, and, and all it's come up really, and I, I hardly ever brought it up in the five years here and in the four years since. I mean, the guy that hired me, who had hired me the first time around at the other, at the place I was at, um, really right-wing, kind of conservative. Um, I never talked about his specific views on homosexuality or gay marriage, but 
I certainly kept it from him my first time around. Yeah. Um, but by the time he hired me from here back to there, he knew. And well, the reason you were going back there was to get yeah to because I got married to, to Gilbert to get gay married. To, to, yes, exactly. Here, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Somebody yeah. laugh at to that. get <laughs> yes, exactly four years ago tomorrow. Um, Happy anniversary! Thank you. And uh, so it just yes, I just kind of felt like just we're a new radio station. This is a new radio show. I don't need to throw any of that in there. And even like, again, the last four years since I've been a little bit more open than I was here, it still is just kind of in passing conversation. Just, you know, my husband and I were hanging out the other day, you know, um, is the whole, the guy stuff that's relatable in everyday conversation you share about your life on the radio. But it was, you know, I'm, I'm not, I no longer, I used to say, I can't remember if I said it here, but in my early days, a few years ago in Sioux Falls, my better half, yeah, or yeah. you know something like that, and, and you no, you yeah. would refer to and, like my my partner, but I, yeah. it wouldn't be that exact word. Yeah, but but friend, friend, I think you said a lot. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I and I thought that was kind of fun and coy, but it was still just just you know just just playing it on the safe side, and I'm not necessarily proud of that, but I also didn't want at any point in the early years of the ticket. And maybe this is being super self-protective or protective of the station, and it really wasn't that big of a deal. Obviously, the guy running the place, uh, all the guys running the place didn't care. But just just in case, I don't want to make me me or that part of me a focal point of like, hey, it's the new radio station in Lincoln, and a gay guy's the host. (laughs) Wow. It's a gay. Isn't that crazy? A gay sports talk host in Nebraska. Wow. The rainbow billboards really would have stood out, though. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I I didn't want that be. Right next to the Q-Tech sign. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Formerly known as Quick Tech. Oh, jeez. Hey-oh. Uh, I didn't want that to be like the identity of the ticket. I just, you know, for good or for, for better or for worse. The um, should we talk about Q Tech for a couple minutes? My, is that my bad? Is that a beer talking right there? No, Q-tech? no. Q- is it well, Q Tech well, now? It used to be Quick Tech. Holy it used to be shit. Quick Tech yeah. because wow. because there's a, a something else with the word quick in it. Uh, quick well, shop, like like a quick mm. shop. That's uh, KW though. No, 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 not not the convenience store. There's a computer repair shop <laughs> in the Super Saver Target complex across yeah, the street yeah. that is Quick something. Yeah, and so they sued. They said you're you're Quick Tech, we're Quick Shop, or whatever it is. Oh, so wow. they settled. We're going so, to right, Q Tech. We're Q Tech now. <laughs> we're not going to fight this battle. And they yeah. got brand new signage, and now they're Q Tech. Well, shit, we got a cease and desist letter from uh, the NCAA when we had like uh, our March Madness. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was just blown away by that. Um, so, okay. So then it was March Mania. Mayhem. Something. So uh, it must be March Mania now because I saw they they, they got they, they trademarked they got March Mayhem. Yeah. So we were preemptive on that one. Mm-hmm. The other one. Are you go, are you taking a leave? I have to pee too. All right. Should we all take break. A break? All right. Break. Are we taking too much time? Yay. Connor's off mic. Over here, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, Which means Bogus gets to deal with the, the microphone that just mysteriously levitates. That's all right. Thanks, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, it does. That's no, fine. It's good. Wow. It's cool. Um. All right. There were things we wanted to talk about. 
Yeah, I mean, just for selfish, nostalgic purposes. Perfect. That's why we're here. Yeah. Um, I, I brought another six-pack of beer. We're Keep going. Good. Um, I, John and I wanted to talk about a, a, a day that we had at the ticket before it went on the air that um, was uh, obviously one we'll never forget. I mean, we're talking about it almost 10 years later. Um, I remember coming in the studio. We were legitimately four or five days from going on the air, and we had no commercials. <laughs> Um, that's no we joke. Did. Now we had sponsors, didn't we? No. Oh, we didn't. We didn't have any sponsors. <laughs> okay. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. We had no sponsors. We had nobody paying to play their advertising on our station. Not on the books. Wow. Um. And so, I mean, you you know, I mean, there's a group of gentlemen that had money invested in the station, and some of them still do. And so we were at really at the raw beginning stages of starting a radio station. And I had only, I was only able to draw my experience at 1480. And so I was like, all right, you know, three segments an hour. We take breaks to the 20s and we'll, we'll see how we do this. Yeah. So I told Dodson, who, incredible salesman, I said, uh, I said, Roger, we don't have any commercials. And him and Keck, he and Keck for a while were just like, you guys will be fine. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, you don't, you don't get it. Like. We have no commercials to play. Something has to happen in like between we need, we'll we're be right back break. and we're yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> and so what we did was anybody who contributed to the station, um, whether it be Village Inn or Greenfield's Breakfast uh-huh. or Lamar's Donuts. Da Vinci's. Da Vinci's so or True Built. Schaefer's, Schaefer's TV and Appliance. We thought of about 10 different businesses that had contributed something to the radio station. And we sat here. What did all these restaurants contribute? Uh, we ate there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we didn't. We walked in and they gave us a booth. <laughs> yeah. Like Fiala and I probably had, you know, 100 pancakes at Village Inn. And we were like, fuck it. We're going to write a commercial for Village Inn. You're a sponsor yeah. now. And so here's what happens. So we sit down and I tell, I mean, Gaskins, you know, he's a broadcast journalism major. He, or he, he knew how to write commercials and write spots. And, sure. and so did I. I told Dodson, I had heard him do, cut some commercials for the steakhouse. I said, we just have about seven or eight people at the station. We just got to split the commercials up between us. Who's going to voice them? But we need, um, uh. I like <laughs> I like writing commercial spots, which is kind of nerdy. But, like, I like. It's fun. It is. It's fun to hook people you in. You know this, Mark. Yeah. 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 And so we sat here probably, I would say, at least half a day, probably closer to a full day. And we recorded spots and we wrote commercials for all of these. And we tried to find music, probably illegally, that we put as beds yep. underneath it. Yep. And, um, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and But less than 30 seconds. So is that legal? Uh, not if you're using it for commercial purposes. Oh, good I, comment. Yeah. If I can toot my own horn, the uh, CeeLo Bright Lights Big City underneath the Schaefer's TV and Appliance ad. Nicely I done. <laughs> I don't but know if you guys are familiar with the song, but the, the one that it made, it made Schaefer's sound rather glitz the and glammy. One that always comes to mind is short skirt, long jacket. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Uh, that was for uh, Auto Sound. Uh, cake by Auto Cake. Auto Sound. Yep. Thank you, Cake. Auto yeah. Yep. I wrote, and uh, that was my choice. Thank was, you very little. That was the one yeah. that when I, when I thought of the ticket, like the, when I came to Lincoln and I listened yep. to the ticket, and I heard that commercial so many times. Yep. Uh, and I honestly, I did, I had never heard of Cake. I didn't know the song, but I knew. That song yep. and that part of yeah. it because yep. of, of that. You're commercial. welcome. So we cut it. We cut, you know, probably, we probably did two or three variations of each sponsor. 
So 30 second or a minute spots. And then and we uh, did it all in that room, by the way, the prod room. We didn't do it in this room. Well, we wrote some of them in here. Though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We cut them in there. And I re- and I remember as well, uh, you know, about a week into the the station being on the air, um, Sean Callahan came into uh, which, which I guess was my office back there, uh-huh. um, and he goes, "Wow." You guys even have a lot of sponsors on your radio station already. <laughs> and I was I was just like, yeah, yeah, we do. We really Correct, do. We do, Sean Callahan. <laughs> We're raking in the dough. Uh, so, yeah. And I that's mean, how Koppel Chevrolet GMC got hatched. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly Actually, right. Actually, do you guys remember who the first Koppel GMC You were, I do remember. stolen, yeah. damn it. Uh, no comment. No, I, I, re- I remember... Um, that day, filming, film, or not filming, um, you know, cutting those commercials. That was really a, a strange experience because some people in our at the station didn't even understand that we needed commercials. Um, and I was like, God, yeah, where the, the hell are we going to go? Running it and owning it, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is going to take this is going to take a, a kind of a wild jump, but um, before we continue on with with where the station started, uh, like when when I left, um. I remember, like, there was a lot of contributing factors that went into this, and John and I had been talking about it a long time before I had quit the station. Was but it John's fault? It was all John's fault. Yeah, okay. I couldn't work with a gig. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we, we could tell you guys about the time that you almost fired me. I don't even remember that. Uh, very quick story. I don't know what the context was. Jake and I would have our little fights. I loved oh, Jake. Yeah. I loved Jake as a co-host. Uh-huh. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing... Shitty we, boss. We were, we were the original... Horrible person. We yeah. were the... That's not what I'm getting at. We just... We, yeah, we butted heads a little bit with the, the whole employee-employer thing. Two but, type A personality. Uh, very much so. Yeah, and he was very protective of how his airwaves sounded. So when I would sure. have little technical screw-ups, he would let me know about it. Um, he treated this like, hey, this is our baby. This is infantile. We can't, in, infantile stages, we can't make this sound like a you know second-rate care and you. Mark respects that. Nothing, that, that, yeah. not there's anything wrong yeah. with care and you. But yeah, and you know, I was kind of like, ah, screw it. We're going to just keep on going. Um, but there was one day... Um, and by the way, I should slip this in there. We were, uh, we did the morning show. We started the morning show for like, Fuck. yeah. What yeah. you hear with Sorensen and Simple every day. Yeah, I mean, like that was legitimately a brainchild from Gaskin saying, like, hey man, like a lot of cool stations have morning shows. You want to do a morning show with me? And I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. It wasn't a great idea, but we had we had fun. Yeah, we did. But it was. Um, it didn't last very long, and then we hired a couple of interns named Will Grubb and Jake Sorensen to Take start doing the morning show. Um, so, oh, the time you almost fired me. And I don't know how legitimately you came to firing me, but, um, so we, we had butted heads about something that day. And, uh, I, I just remember being on the golf course and we were texting, we were kind of fight texting. Um, always a good idea. And I told Jake to go, I told Jake to go F himself. Ooh. Yeah. Over text. Over a text. That was, you know, and that was kind of thinking like, hey, we're friends. Right. Like, yeah, he's technically my boss, but yeah. he can take it. Like, you know. Yeah, but tough over text. Yeah. It is. And uh, he 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 made sure to make me uh, shit my pants for overnight and into the <laughs> well, next Keck's, day. Keck's line was we had, always. We had, we had a meeting set up for whatever, 10 a.m. Right, the next right. day. And I was like, oh, I think I just fired myself. Keck's line was always, um, whenever you're a boss of somebody, and if you want them to feel your wrath, um, you <laughs> you don't respond to them and you wait. Ooh. So like when they when yep. they when they know they've done something wrong, 
That's a good Maryland. That's good Maryland advice right there. You oh just God. don't say anything, uh, and then you wait and see what happens. And he would always call it, "You make them shit blood." <laughs> That was always his go-to. So when Gaskins told me to go fuck myself, I was like, heck, I don't know what to do. He's like, don't say anything to him. <laughs> and so here's Gaskins. Spaz Gaskins is texting me. Is everything okay? Is everything fine? Like, are, am I, I going to come back to the station tomorrow? Is everything okay? And I just didn't respond. Uh, and, like, wouldn't that scare you? And Yeah. And so badass. I had a situation like that with Keck, too, where I almost got fired. So I understood uh-huh. that feeling. Uh-huh. Um, And so... Anyways, when I was getting at, sorry, we're sorry. jumping all over the place. No, it's you're like fine. the Jordan documentary, just you know. It is, yeah. Now we're back in '96. Now we're back to '98. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the the straw the, that the station used to be so much more hardcore than it is. Oh now. God, dude! You we had on Wilder. Like I'm telling you, there are some there are some Roger Dodson moments that happened in, in, in at this station that um would. That would make Mad Men look like child's play. Mm. Um, there, I mean, there were some things that happened in these walls that, like, I think back and I'm like, holy shit. I don't like, remember that anywhere else. Like, you're done. Like, you're not getting a recommendation. You're not working anywhere else. We're, I mean, yeah. Anyways, um, the day when the camel finally, or the straw broke the camel's back, I was on the air. This had happened right after the uh, Boston Marathon bombing. Okay. Ooh. And um, okay. I'm in here with Ba, and um, I've got an intro cut for the Masters because it was April, and so my intro was like Adam Scott. I remember it vividly. Adam Scott had won the Masters, and um, Ba and I were going to lead the show with the Masters, and then the second part of the first segment we were going to talk about the Boston Marathon. Um, at the time, um, Jess was the GM, and so um, I led the show with the Masters. Ba and I were having a good time. We were very sentimental with the Boston Marathon bombing. I thought we handled it very well. I used my journalistic integrity as best as I thought possible. And I go, I don't know, take a leak, whatever, commercial break. And I walk past Jessica's desk. And Jessica goes, you know, you really shouldn't have started your show like that. And I said, excuse me? And she's like, there's a tragedy that just happened in Boston and you led your show with the Masters. And I, I said, listen, Jess, I said, I, I'm sorry. I said, I, like, that's, it's my show. Like, I decided to lead it with the Masters. Um, and I feel like we gave the Boston Marathon its due. You know, you're a listener, and I appreciate your opinion. But, like, I led it with this. And she was pissed. And she's like, you better rethink it, and you need to rethink your entire show. And you need to focus on the Boston Marathon. And um, I remember good buddy, Jeff Wilkerson, still one of my best friends to this day. I texted him and I said, man, we got to go get some beers. I said, because, I mean, we had just got to a point where I felt like I had lost control. Um, I was being told to do things that I just didn't fully believe in. Yeah. And and I was at the point where I was like, God, like it. Um, Plus you were dealing with me every day. No, that wasn't, that had nothing to do with it. Um, but I, but I had just. John, who was gunning for your job. That's right. So. I met, uh, I recommended I've got John. A story I recommended about that after, John for after PD. He's done. Um, so, like, I, I just remember meeting with Jeff and having beers, and he said, listen, man, he's like, you're so young. He's like, if, if, if that's, he's like, if your journalistic integrity and you feel like is that big to you and you feel like you're doing the right thing and somebody's really questioning that kind of stuff, he's like, and you've already got all this other stuff on top of that, he's like, just put in your two weeks. And I did. And Ron was incredibly respectful uh-huh. about everything. He was great. We met. Um, 
Yes, not so much. But Ron was great about everything. Like, she, I mean, she wasn't rude, but I could tell she was upset. Yeah. Um, with how it was handled. But yeah, that was it. And yeah, I don't know how that's related to everything, but um, I just there were there were some moments where I felt like I had lost creative control over what could be done, and that really bothered me. Connor, what would you do if? <laughs> You yeah. did your first segment, and then you went to the bathroom and walked back, and I said, Connor, you really shouldn't have started your show that way. You? Me. I, I might take it seriously. Would you? If, if you were to say something like that, yeah. yes. Uh, or I would just not listen and walk away. Yeah. 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 That's a good idea. One, one of the two. Yeah. Okay. Just say, okay, okay thank you. You would either take it seriously or you wouldn't. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. 50 yeah. 50. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> you never really know. Yep. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. By the way, Tom Stevens and I, mainly me, tried to save Jake Bogus. We're like, we got to, Jake's quitting. We got to keep this guy with yeah. us. And yeah. Tom and I hatched it out. I, I, you know, I went out downtown and it, it was Wednesday anyway. So I was drinking with my Uncle Jeff after the show and then. And Jeff's like, no way, Bogus is quitting. I'm like, yeah. And then I called Tom Stevens in to join us, and we just tried to hatch this whole plan to convince Jake to, to, to stay with us. Obviously, it didn't work. And then there was some point around the time, I guess when we found out, Ron had uh, Tom and I over for uh, pancakes over at uh, Perkins. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we had a special meeting at Perkins, not, you know, at like 9 o'clock before the Gaskins and Stevens show was to hit, huh? R.I.P. Oh, it's no longer there? It's a Chick-fil-A oh. now. Okay, don't get me started on Chick-fil-A. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're not a big fan of Chick-fil-A. Wait, did you, do you, know, the, do you Chick know their stance on, on gay? It's cha- yeah, I, yeah, I kind of did, yeah. I, I did break down once in Atlanta a few years ago. I was, I, I just, I, wait a second. I was in a suburb of Atlanta. It was a Saturday afternoon. It was a really hot day. We had just played golf, okay. and the only place near uh, where they, I was staying was a Chick Fil A. Their tell sweet me, tea's really good. Tell I, me, no, is there? <laughs> tell me huh? with. Tell You'll, me with great detail. I sold out once. That's fine. Tell I, me with great detail. I how really it don't tasted. want to. I want to tell. The, <laughs> it tasted like a chicken sandwich from just about anywhere else. There. I was hungry. It was it was good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. And by the way, I will say this: wow. Charlie Cologne, who does he still own the Chick Fil A's here? He yeah. He was a great. I mean, he was a friend of Adrian's. So Charlie Cologne was our kind of Husker baseball analyst on the Husker Legends show. Go to guy, nicest guy in the world. So you know, good for Charlie that they've become a Husker staple and whatever. Uh, so we ate at Perkins and uh, um. And Ron, and Ron just kind of, okay, what are we going to do? Okay, Jake's out. Said, uh, Tom, do you, I think he actually asked Tom if Tom wanted to be the peer program director. And imagine how, you know. Tom uh, was like, what? Tom respectfully declined. <laughs> Tom said, hell yeah. Uh, and, and Let's then, do it. And then he asked me, and I'm like, no. Because at the time, I was kind of like, I just want to do a show. And then he suggested uh, a couple of names, one of which I was like, no way. Uh no, okay, if that's where you want to go, then and it took me a few days. I didn't say it at the time, and I came back a few days later. I'm like, I'd rather be my own boss. Yeah, I'd rather, I'll do that. So, huh? I'm not gonna say who it was. Because Bogus is writing some names. I'm not down. gonna say who it was. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. 
There you go. John should be thankful that I told Rivero John should be. Well, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, Good idea. Yeah, I was kind of like, okay, all right. Yeah, I kind of do want to do it now. That's fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. And then it was really stressful finding Jake's replacement, but uh, that happened and life went on. Oh, fucking Welch. Yeah. Oh. I was not. Oh, I, I, I'm I, I sorry. Would tell this, do, I would do say I, this to Welch's to, face. I, I am not a Mike Welch fan. Do I have to apologize to all of you for Mike Welch? You do. Wow. <laughs> is Mike Welch real or is he a robot? He's, I'm still, I don't know. Well, his Twitter handle was at real Mike Welch. So well, there, there you must go. Be real. There you must go. Be real. The real person, fake followers, you know? Uh, yeah. I, wow. Woo, how many did he buy? How much did he spend on those followers? In all seriousness. I thought he was a good host. Yeah. I will defend the hiring of him. I don't care what any of you say. No, no, it's fine. No, yeah. no, no. I mean that. Like he, he worked. Yeah. He worked just yeah. fine for what you're. He looking was really for. good at what he did. Yeah, he was. That's all we were looking for. You don't have to like the host to make sure to know that he's good at it. He was. Yeah, he was a talented guy on his way up. Um, which, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, yeah, right. He's in good, L.A. now. Good right? point. He is. He's an actor slash comedian mm-hmm. out in L.A. He came on this podcast once. Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, for like 20 minutes. Kane is no in uh, Colorado. How's he doing? I'm sure he's doing well. He's building a house. So yeah. No. There was a... There was... The yeah. news? Yes. What's the news? They backed out of building what? a house. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. But I gave him an employment reference. Now they're just moving into an already pre-existing oh house. God. Oh, yeah. I didn't refer that. Yeah, no. It's pretty... Oh, Jesus. That was the last update that I heard oh. on the on the house situation. Okay, all right. That was uh, last week. Thoughts and prayers. Yep, D's and P's. Uh, but yeah, I think well, ticket ticket alumni, doing well. We we have exclusively had ticket alumni for at least three weeks running now on this pod. Is that right? Who, who, who? Brett and then Lanny and then uh, these Lanny. these schlubs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got something to say about that. Yeah, yeah I do. Oh, wow. Lanny is the fucking weirdest follow on Twitter. <laughs> the weirdest. There's a reason why Lanny tweets are a thing. Like that that hashtag exists because I, I didn't even real. know that was a hashtag. Yeah. I just I want to tell Lanny here. Lan, Lanny will He's listen. Listening. To He's listening. Yeah. Okay, good. Lanny, we get it. You like rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. We got it. Led Zeppelin, the Stones. <laughs> Steely Dan, the Beatles, they're great. They, they were great. They're no longer around. I just, his tweets sometimes blow my mind. Let's read some Lanny tweets. Come on. <laughs> what do you got? What do you got here, Happer? Uh, he uh, quote tweeted a picture of Bartolo Colon and mm. says hash, the hashtag goat. Um <laughs> Uh, here's a here's a thread of was two it, tweets. Was it Bartolo in an A's uniform? I don't know if Bartolo no, ever twins. played for, Okay. He, here's a here's a thread of two tweets. You ever make a playlist of exclusively Alanis Morissette and Rage Against the Machine <laughs> songs? That'll get a fella good and mad. Second tweet. Also, Alanis should have married Zach De La Rocha. Their marital fights would have been epic. I know. Uh, All right. I say that daily. Wait, the other thing that's disappointing uh, about Kurt Lanny Vonnegut, am I right? He's he's studying to be a lawyer, right? Yes. Lanny's studying to be a lawyer, and he did not even understand how Nebraska's government worked. 
He like said he sent me he sent well he's he's a tweet in Colorado. It's fine. I guess <laughs> he asked some Good question. Point, I I mean I was just disappointed. I was just like Lanny. What did he say? I need to find it. Uh, I think he tweeted something about um, the primaries in Nebraska. Does do the top two move on no matter what, or is it based off political party? And when Nebraska's unicam roll, it's just right. the top two no right. matter what. Right. And uh, I had to tell him that. I think. Mm. We'll have to look it up later. Disappointing. Yes. Lanny. All right. From Lanny, a seal has to be the top five worst animals to come back as in the afterlife. That's what that's what uh, the tweet top says. Top five worst? He could be high. He, 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 he could be high. Yeah. Okay. He could be high. Um, I think he eats more than he smokes. I love how the narrator know. in nature documentaries just yeah, throws out theories yeah. as to what the animals the way, are thinking or why they do the odd things they do when clearly the narrator has no idea what's going on. That's a high. Yep. That is. Yeah, he's high. Yep. <laughs> it's fine, though. Well, he's in Colorado. Why wouldn't yeah. you want to be a seal? What's wrong with being a he seal? He says seals are bad. He has, he has a lot of takes on... I'd like to know the logic in that. He has a lot of he takes on to... the things that are... We, rated in, in which they are rated. He thinks a lot of things are overrated we, or yes. underrated. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can can we ask him to call in? To, to no, no, okay. no. It's not. It's not the time. I just I want to know about the seals. Well, like, like I mean, it, if it you could, really want to know, it could be a we, two minute phone call. But no, it would not be. Well, yeah, yeah. Laney is like. Sorry, you need a microphone. Laney, Laney is. 65-year-old conservative Husker football fan who I get really annoyed with. Who just, who yeah. just discovered marijuana. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> Like, Lanny is option guy smoking pot. Dude, I just don't get it. Like, why aren't they running? Yeah. Put your three fingers in the dirt and outpower the other team, man. That's a Lanny tweet. Yeah, just you got to want it more. God. Was Lanny an athlete, by the way? Yeah, he was. Where do you go to high school? Miller North, which is where <laughs> they breed these thoughts. And yeah, you know, really, they love what, running the ball there. What kind of what kind of uh, area? Like, is Miller North the upper middle class? Is it yeah. lower upper middle? Uh, upper oh. middle? Yeah, upper middle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sam McEwen went there, which is kind of a surprise. He doesn't really fit in, and I that's a compliment. Uh, he called it, and he called it. He called well, at least when I worked with him at the Daily Nebraskan, he called Miller North the land of milk and honey. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Yes. I went to Miller North for two years, and you yeah. said, fuck this. Yeah, it was just too many white people. Okay. Yeah. There you go. That's all. Um, On that note with Sam McEwen, there is not a person I miss more from my ticket days than Sam McEwen. What? Sam McEwen is um, <clears throat> always a welcome, deep thinker and philosopher to chat with. But then there will also be these like like ten to twenty percent of the time when you're talking to Sam, you'll think, "Is this guy sane?" Yeah. And um, but then the other eighty percent is amazing. Yeah. And the ten to twenty percent just kind of leaves you wondering, like, is everything okay with this guy? <laughs> I don't know. Yep. Is that is you feel that way? I too? would agree completely. It's the reason I have him on every week. Yeah, he's would, great. Would he come on this podcast? Uh, does he drink? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he's no. a fair. Is he a fairly religious he, he, guy? He doesn't. Yeah. Drink. yeah he, he, but if you talk about one guy who doesn't need alcohol to be interesting, well, that's true, or to be fun, and he like a daily Nebraska, and we, every now and then we'd have parties or get-togethers, 
He'd be there and he wouldn't be drinking, but he would be still telling the best, funniest stories. He would, like come he would on this still podcast. be the life of the party. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> We're all like seven beers in. I mean, come on. All right. Sean's, <laughs> I, consider Sean, I consider Sean a friend. All right. It's a great story. <laughs> he can defend himself next week. He's, yeah. he's coming on. I mean, these two guys work together bring this, in the media. No, no, bring, bring, bring this up with Sean. Bring it up with him next week. I think Sean's. Yeah. I think Sean Sean's, would defend. It. I think Sean's in a place in his life and his career that he would not mind the story he being can told. Make fun of himself. Sure. Um, so, so back in the day, Sean. I mean, and this is a tribute to Sean. This would surprise nobody. He would. He he took any job he could get and ran with it, um, and worked his ass off, and that's why he got to where he is. And and this all started in college. He was at the Daily Nebraska, and of course he was at KRNU, and you. And but he was also at sixteen twenty the zone. And this was back in the early days of 1620 The Zone, just when Coug- I think it was pre Kugler. I mean, this was really early 1620 The Zone. And that station had, uh, was it okay if I say 1620 The Zone on your podcast? Is no. That, okay. No. All right. See, th- this used to be a big deal when you and I were here, oh, but yeah. now they are all friends. They're all friends. Yeah, sure. All these radio stations are. Good. And they, that's, Hang on. That's cool. Not all the radio stations. Even the, Josh Peterson. Fuck that guy. The other Thank one, you. yeah. The other one across town, is it okay? Are you friends with them? Not so much. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know what station you're talking about. Thank you. Yeah. Because they don't exist. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. So Sean Callen comes down. He's at 1620, the zone. But it was back when it was ESPN 1620. Right. It was an ESPN affiliate. So it had the, so he had a, he would go to Nebraska football practice and like cut practice audio for, for 1620, the zone, but it was ESPN 1620. And his microphone was like the big four letter logo. Sure. And maybe like a tiny little 1620 right underneath it. <laughs> and so he uh, so he, he proudly carried that. You know, he's a college kid, and he's working for an, the four-letter The four-letter. That's what we called it. Because yeah. in Sioux Falls, we were Fox Sports. We were we, we rarely said the, the letters. But for the story's sake, he and he sometimes would come down to the Daily Nebraska. And after he did that stuff, he might have had a Daily Nebraska story to type off of the practice coverage as well. And he would just come waltzing down. And you got to remember, and, it, you know, I don't have this. I, I wasn't there. I've, so this is a secondhand story. But around that time, maybe not everybody was at the Daily Nebraskan at that time, but around that time, Daily Nebraskan sports uh, reporters included Sam McEwen, Matthew Hansen, Brian Christofferson, um, and Dirk Chatlin, and, and David Wilson, who was incredibly talented but, but left sports. Uh, Shannon Sherman, who was Shannon Heffelfinger at the time, uh, Mitch's wife. And uh, Mitch had been there just a couple years before us. Anyway, uh, <laughs> in front of like a few other people, and probably the entire Daily Nebraska room, apparently Sean made this a daily thing. Like he'd come down, he's just kind of joyfully coming back. You know, he's got a lot of energy and he's got his four letter uh, microphone, you know, he's kind of carrying around. And apparently, Sam just kind of went up to Sean and just kind of grabbed the microphone and said, Sean, will you put that microphone down? I, I've already realized before I get to the punchline, I've kind of screwed up the punchline. So I apologize. Before before Kevin Kugler, their, uh, their afternoon host at that station. And he, the zone. It was, uh, he was an older guy. I think he's still alive. And he was a racetrack guy. He was a bizarre. He was a caricature of like an old school sports writer, sports okay. talk show host. He had. He was a talented guy. I remember watching him as a kid. 
His name was Gary Java. Okay. So anyway, Sean's walking down with his uh, four-letter network uh, mic flag joyfully, and then Sam just kind of rips it away from him and said, loud enough for everybody here, Sean, stop carrying around that microphone. You don't work for ESPN. You work for Gary fucking Java. <laughs> there. Was that? That was good. Okay. That was good. I, I wish that's what the, the flag said, though. I mean, just Gary Java. <laughs> No, Gary fucking job. Gary fucking job. Gary Java. fucking job yeah. at 1620. <laughs> yeah. That's I should, it. I should say, I'm sure the people at 1480 are very nice folks. Uh, Where? You really don't have to say um, that. But I, You know, I've, I've only. Or Schmidt. I, I, I met Schmidt once. Schmidt's, Schmidt's one of my best I, friends. He, he seems like a good guy. He was drinking beer, so I, I like that about him. I almost went and. Does did, he work for 1480 or does he work for Hale Varsity? Uh, Hale Varsity. It's Hale Varsity. Oh, see. Okay. But, um, then fuck 1480. Wow. Okay. Cut. Snip. Wow. I almost, I almost, I almost did his show with him before I got hired here that whole, that same summer. It was really, yeah. Cause he was, he had, he had been there and then he, they, some of you might know this story, Jake, but somehow he got undercut by like oh, Jason, that. Peter, and Jeff Wilkerson. I don't know if that's true, but. No, no, I mean he, that's he, a that's a story for anyway. Day. Yeah, and yeah, I don't yeah. and I don't like again. I love Schmidt. I worked. Yeah, we did. I worked with him at KRNU, and we were, were still really good friends. But yeah, I mean, he was kind of coming back, and he was coming back, and it was kind of going to be. I'm not working for the station anymore. Yeah. This is going to be a Hale Varsity radio thing. And you know, I politely asked him if he needed a co-host. And I want to anyway, talk to Schmidt. Got the job that, here. I want to talk to Schmidt about the uh, <clears throat> best interview I ever did at the ticket. It was so random. I called up, uh, I, I just Googled Danny Knee, hmm. and uh, he was working at the um, Marine something. Merchant. Marine Merchant yes, Academy. thank you. Yeah. Marine Merchant Academy. Division three school Division three Long basketball Island. school. Long Island. His freaking phone number is just right there. Yep. And I'm like, All right. Like on the website? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to call and see if I get a secretary and like maybe set up an interview with Danny Knee. This is before they hired Tim Miles, right after they fired Doc Sadler. Okay. And I was like, I just want to talk to Danny Nee about Nebraska basketball. And as a big Nebraska ball fan, I was like, damn, like, I could talk to Danny Nee. That's legit. I can tell and, you're a real fan because you called it Nebraska ball. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I have a daily Nebraska story about Danny Nee after this. I, I called that number, and Danny Nee answered the phone. <laughs> and, you know, like thick East Coast accent. You know, it's not thick East Coast accent, but he's got oh, an yeah. accent. Oh, yeah. And from Brooklyn. Uh, a little bit of a higher pitch voice. Yeah. But he's just like, hey, yeah, it's Danny Nee. What's going on? And I was like, oh, I was like, uh, this is, you know, whatever. And can we have you on the radio show? So awesome. He was like, yeah. He's like, I'll do your radio show. What time do you want me on? And I was stunned because, you know, Omaha hadn't got Danny Nee. Mm-hmm. 1480 hadn't got Danny Nee. And I was like, wow, it's this easy just to get Danny Nee on your show? <laughs> and so. Do you remember I, who your co-host was, by the way, at that time? Steve Sipple. Steve Sipple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Never. That made the phenomenal in- co-host, by the way. That made the interview pretty good. It did because Sipple actually covered knee yeah, when he was there. Yeah. He's got, he's only got some stories. Only yeah. time I ever got goosebumps during an interview was with Danny Knee. Oh, yeah. But because um, it was right after Sadler had been fired. Yes. And I don't. They hadn't hired the next coach yet. Yeah, they had. And and so that that's part of the deal was when I was interviewing Knee, uh, and this is why it's related to Chris Schmidt. That fucker, and I, I wish he was sitting here so he could tell how he got this. I had tweeted out, like, we're going to have Danny Nee on the show 4 o'clock, and then we're going to replay the interview at 5. Um, hmm. Schmitty tweets out, got Danny Nee on the show, 5 o'clock, coming up. <laughs> and I'm like, are you 
fucking wow. kidding me. Yeah. Like, that is, that's sad, man. Like, you just, like, you stole all my thunder. Like, no way in hell you had the same plans of calling Danny Nee today right. that I did. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, whatever. It's competition. So, I had Danny Nee on, on the show, and um, I will never forget, I asked him, I said, you know, who should Nebraska hire? And he was so awesome. He goes, just start throwing out names. And so we were throwing out names of guys that were in the coaching carousel. Wow. And Nee knew them all. Yeah. And he was just like, yeah, that guy, great coach. Let me tell you about it. And then I said something like, hey, you know, can you win at Nebraska? Like, is this a program where you can, you can win and mm. win big? And he was so nonchalant and so confident. He goes, yeah, yeah why not? Just get talent. Well, he did it. I know. Yeah. But like he, but, and he had, yeah, he had done it. But he had made it seem over the phone like he gave me renewed hope in Nebraska yeah. basketball. He was yeah. just like, yeah, it's really not that tough. Just get good players. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Yeah, buy a couple and, of them like, cars. And- yeah, yeah, no, and, and, that's, and I know he may have, may have or he did cheat. Yeah. But the way he made it sound made me feel like, all right, I got hope as a Nebraska yeah, fan. Yes. Like, just get a good coach and get talent in here. It's really yeah. not that big of a deal. Uh, he, so I don't know how, I don't know if it was via you or what, but we got him. There was one day, one summer where, I don't know, Eric Strickland came and co-hosted Gaskins and Stevens with us. He was like, he was kind of trying to get into coaching, but he kind of thought maybe I want to do this because we thought he was, he's a great storyteller. He's a good guest. And he was on, I'm, you know, a lot of people's shows after the first couple of things of the Jordan thing came out because yeah, he got to guard he, Jordan. He guarded Kobe. He was he was on our stage. There you yeah. go. Yeah, and uh, um, he uh, he was always good for those stories. And then so I guess one day he kind of thought I, mean, I might want to be a sports talk host someday. And uh, so he did three hours with, with Stevens and I. We got Danny Knee. Like we just got Strick to hey, you want to get Danny Knee on? We can just have you two talk. Nice. We sat there and it was just Tom and I just sat there and listened. To Danny and Eric Strickland, bullshit for a half hour, right. but also tell old stories and tell the story about the whole walkout of 96, yeah, yeah. which is a crazy deal. From, from two different perspectives. Yes. Yeah. And they were, and it was like they were in therapy together 20 wow. years after the day. And I don't know how many times they had personally talked about it since, but it kind of felt, you know, I'd like to think that that was the first time. And that was just like, that was the power, the, the power that you felt listening to him talk about if you can win in Nebraska, just listening to those two. It was like, geez, I mean, just. Kind of sit back. We had a um, at the Daily Nebraskan. Sammy, this is another Sammy Kuhn thing. Um, back in the Sammy Kuhn days of the Daily Nebraskan, he was editor for two or three years. Uh, he, uh, we would do these movie posters, which would depict and make fun of um, powerful sports figures at Nebraska. Okay, and um, one of them was uh, Bill Byrne. Bill Byrne was the athletic director. Everybody called him Dollar Bill. He ushered in the era of no, you know, athletic directing in the athletic department. We're no longer here to like be stewards of the sports program. We're here to make money. We're the the athletic department. The athletic director is a CEO of a giant company, and uh, you know he's the guy that took students from behind the benches at Husker basketball games and put the top yeah, boosters sure. in those seats. Dollar bill, and so and at the same time he was very uh, he was a very gregarious guy. He sh- he shot it straight. Um, he wouldn't really sugarcoat anything. But we had uh, we had uh, movie poster Bill Burns face. He has these big. He's older guy with big square brim glasses, and he's got this shit eating grin on his face, and it, and it was black and white. And it just said above his head, it said, "He's evil. He's God." <laughs> Below his face, Bill Burns, evil God. <laughs> that was the Bill Burns. That was Sam's poster. 
And like a bunch of other people tried to make other funny posters, but Sam's were always the funniest. Yeah. So Danny Knees was Danny Knee with this kind of thuggish, uh, you know, like mafia Brooklyn tough guy. Like that's what he looks like, right? And it's just a picture. And it's a real like photo of Danny Knee just kind of going, you know, <laughs> just like, what's up? What's up? You want to fight? And it just said above his head, it said, Danny Knee and the movie title below his face, cocksucker. Because <laughs> that was his favorite word. <laughs> We need to rate a beer for you, Mark. Yeah. We we need to rate some beers? We need to rate the, the, the famous Arnold golfer. Palmer. Yeah. Okay. Connor, tell me about Cosmic Eyes, Arnold Palmer, famous golfer. 7.5. Good commentary. Wow. <sighs> um, I mean, he said so much. Good beer, although it's a liar. It is not anything like Arnold Palmer. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and give it a 7 out of 17. I mean, I think the packaging for... That's less than half. I, I, I like the beauty of Forgotten IPA much better. It's much more in my wheelhouse anyway, but it's a much more pleasant tasting beer. But, like, if the if the color and the marketing of the can were anything like the beauty of Forgetting IPA... And it wasn't this kind of, and I get it, it's, it's tea, it's, but it's kind of like well, this. Well, but it's also golf. It's got argyle carpet. on there. It's just not an attractive can. Anyway, I'm not a sour ale fan. I'm not a black tea person, so I'm the wrong person to be rating this. But I'm mm. going to give it like a 2.8 wow. pineapples. Damn. I'm sorry. Oh, 2.8 out of 5. 2.8 out of 5. That's more than half. So, so yeah. better than my, I was going to say, yeah. if we're doing a yeah. conversion chart, yeah. Yeah. he liked it Matt. more than you liked it. Um. I liked the beer, but it's not what it says it is. Yeah, it's a liar. So I would be disappointed in this beer. Like, I, I could see, now that I know what it is, I can see myself buying it and enjoying it. But if I bought it for the first time, I would be disappointed. Yeah. It's like a 7 0 because it's just, it's not an Arnold Palmer. It's exactly what I said when I had it the first time you know, two years ago or whatever it was. It's just not what it says it is. I don't get lemon. I don't get tea. I get a decent sour beer. Thanks for yeah. letting us revisit some ticket memories, by the way. Thanks for I apologize if them. we bored you with them. Oh, so terribly. There but were there were some moments in these walls, man. I mm-hmm. if the walls could talk, if walls could talk. I like your tweet. What was your tweet? It was it was well done. It was it was uh, yeah. something like if these walls could talk. Well, the, the walls can't talk. <laughs> it's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the walls can't talk. Give it up. Yeah, they're yeah. not. They're what, not gonna what, talk. Was, what was the reaction to our uh, our parodies today? Uh, well, received? one person said that our making fun of it was worse than the actual than the video, itself. but the rest of the people liked it. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Damn it. I want a hundred percent or nothing. Yeah. That's that's kind of the way it goes. Okay. All right. So is this? Are you? Are we saying that this is over? It sounded like Bogus was trying to end this. No, I mean I I can keep going. Um, but I'm maybe... always I'm always up for philosophical and hypothetical discussions. But I mean, if you guys have well, families to get home to, which I do, I mean, it's your call. I got a question for you. <laughs> Go shoot. Are you ready? Yeah. It was on the Dan Patrick show today. I thought it was really good. John, how'd you and Tom meet? 
Yeah, John, you never told us that. You want to go with the subject that you texted me earlier today that you wanted to talk about, the much bigger one than whatever the Dan Patrick thing you're going to bring up? What? What was bigger? Where, where would you want to live? Well, yeah, that was good. That could be an okay. hour. I figured like even Ta- Happer might take Ta- that Ta- one Ta- for like, Tom a and show. I, Tom and I spent uh, at least two holes on the golf course today discussing um, where we want to retire. Oh, the, the where, question is, what is the best state in the United States? I do want to tell you. And you can define that I do any way I, you want. So it could be like, what state do you want to live in for the rest of your life? It could be just like, wow. what is the best state? This like, is however what, you want to define it. This is, by the way, what I loved and hated about working with Bogus. On I both, love these discussions. On both, uh, Bogus and I, by the way, did a show at the very start of the ticket that nobody remembers or cares because it was very short-lived. We, Because Gaskins and Stevens was 11 to 2. The drive was 3 to 6. Uh-huh. To fill in that 2 to 3 hour, which is now the recruiting hour, it was happy hour. We just thought, let's get away from Husker. This is 2011, news station, whatever. Let's get away from Husker Sports for one hour. Not a great idea, but, you know, <laughs> it's the middle of the afternoon. No one's listening anyway. And um, we call it happy hour. It was just random sports topics and basically random Jake Bogus topics. And it was a blast. It was fun. And then you left the show, and you left me with other people to do it with. And right. it wasn't as fun, but it was still fun. Um, anyway. So what's the best state, Mark? And it, the reason why these kind of yeah, topics a- tick me off is because it's like, it's such an open-ended question. It is, and there's and no right answer here. No. This was a 538 debate. They the, did it with, like, five or six people, and there was that D-bag who, like, was not letting New York City go. Like, he was all about New York. There was a California defender. Um, there was a, a really nice lady who was defending Minnesota. Um, I feel like I would go with a Midwestern state. Obviously, there's some bias there. Nebraska, inexpensive. Here's what I like about the the Midwest, though, in general. Great place to raise a family. Mm-hmm. Good schools. Um, inexpensive. Inexpensive. And I like four seasons. I, I I mean, other than February and March, I like winter. It's fine for a couple months. But if you can survive Nebraska winters, it's a great place to live. Um, you absolutely think that's the best state to live? No, 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 no. No, I'm not saying oh. Nebraska. Okay. I think, like, Illinois or Minnesota would be good if I lived an hour outside of, like, Minneapolis or Chicago. That'd be good. Um, I don't want to live in in the city, um, but be city accessible. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Texas has got to be up there, like maybe like Austin, that area. Um, but you got to go state as a whole here, you know. Yeah, but you get to pick where you want to live. I mean, yeah. there's that's a lot why to do I in Texas. That's why I don't love state. Like I really maybe San Antonio, anywhere else, I really wouldn't want to live in Texas. But Austin would be great. Austin. Austin would be like top five places I'd want to live. Nebraska, hidden but, gem with Lincoln and Omaha. You get that. You, I mean, if you live in Nebraska, you get to choose if you want the the city or the rural lifestyle. And I think that's that's important to a lot of people. I'll make a case for Sioux Falls. Not that it's my absolute first choice, but it's um, it's a it's a city very similar to Lincoln, uh, and re- relatively progressive in the way it's it's going along with um, economy and. New restaurants, new things coming to town, new attractions. Do you guys have Top Golf here? Omaha's getting Omaha. it. Omaha. Okay. O- Omaha's yeah. is done, except well, for it can't. Sioux Falls open, already yeah. has it. But uh, no, but, like we're geographically. It's we have a- virtual Top Golf here. Okay. Lincoln. All right. So, yeah. Um, it's, um, it's it's open currently right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It just opened I mean, up. During the, during the. With all that's going on in the world. Not sure. They hung around longer than most people did before they closed. I'm sure they closed. Gotcha. um, But um, you know who's reopening? Ooh. The axe throwing people. All All right. right. Yeah. Bring them back. Um, 
I, I would venture to say that South Dakota is not one of the states that I would want to live. I'll just say this for Sioux Falls. It's three. It's like four hours or five hours from the Black Hills, which is a beautiful full place to go visit. Mini, but also mini, still far. Minneapolis is three and a half hours. Okay, fine. You killed. All right, fine. No. I state state South Dakota. Well, that's got, again like, why you've got that's the why Badlands, that's, you've this, got the Black Hills, you've why got some quasi. This is why I don't love the topic because there are a lot of places in South Dakota I wouldn't want to live. Well, you have to make the decision. You, like you, okay. you have to you have to weigh all the things and you have okay, to make so the decision. So when you're asking what's the best state to live, do you just think of the city that you'd most want to live in in that state, you, and that's the you argument could. you're going? Okay, you, it's your parameters, all right, John. Go ahead, sorry, go ahead. Your opinion. Go ahead, Connor. And South Dakota is not my answer. I'll give you my answer in a moment. I, it, I I definitely say it's not Nebraska either, and and the for the reason that you said about the Four Seasons thing, like keep me as far away from that shit as possible. Yeah. Oh, like no, I do, I absolutely well, just do winter. not. Winter yeah. sucks, man. Yeah, yeah. No, unless you live in, unless you live in the mountains where you can ski. Oh, Christmas with yeah, snow. Yeah, I, I think it would Big come yeah. down to. I disagree strongly with what you two are saying. I think it would come down to. I, I'm a big winter fan. It might come down to. Four states for me. Okay. Okay. Here are my final four. In in any particular in, order. In no particular oh, alphabetical. order. Alphabetical. Alphabetical. Okay. Okay. Guess them. California. Florida. Arizona. Arizona. Okay. Arizona. Hang on. Uh, Arizona. Oregon. New York. Now we got to go warmer. Georgia. Texas. Warmer. Texas. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think southern Nevada. states now. You Utah. got Vegas. So wait, what, what 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 did we get right? Texas and Arizona. Arizona. The other two would be uh North Carolina. I I, I have a lot of experience in North Carolina. Oh, it's yeah. nice place. Um <laughs> It is. The, it is. The the the, the season. A, a lot of major college basketball the, there. The season's it's thing a top 10 is, state. is noticeable, but it's not like extreme like yeah. we have here. Not a, not even close. Yeah, it, yeah. it's mild. Do it's they have mild. snow days? It's pine forest. No, they don't have snow days. Oh, fuck no. them. No, yeah, Bermuda grass. They have the beach. They yeah. have mountains. They have beach and mountains. Great yes. golf. That's that's see that's what I'm talking about. That's yeah, good stuff. Yeah, Bogus doesn't like beach and mountains. And. He thinks it's he thinks it's overrated, which mountains. it's not. The other sorry, state, the, the fourth in my final four would be a wild card, <laughs> and that would be Colorado. Yeah, because of the the drugs. Because of the drugs. Yeah. Okay. Great drug scene. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, it is. There's yes, that is true. Uh, my initial thought, because you know I am a winter lover, uh, my initial thought is Minnesota. I like. Hmm. I like all the lakes. I like nice. all the city life. I really enjoyed visiting Minneapolis. It's an underrated city. Uh, yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, I loved it. I loved mm-hmm. it. Um, I, that that's that's tough to beat for me. So why not like Chicago and Illinois then? I've never been to Chicago. Oh my gosh, man! Chicago would be incredible if it just weren't for the winters and the weather. You know, it's terrible was, weather. It's a terrible. So you don't like New York City, city then? No. I really don't. I mean, I do. I wouldn't want to live there. Okay. I mean, I'd live there for See, a year. I, I'd live there for a year or two. I've been to New York, and it, it just it, it feels much bigger than Minneapolis. You know. Yeah. Like if you're in your 20s and you have money and you're single, New York City's the yes. spot. Yeah. You gotta like have that. You gotta have that money though. You know. You have to have money. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Same with California. Mm-hmm. I was all set to go visit Chicago, and then you know some stuff happened in the world. Oh. Fucking. COVID. Did they cancel Big Ten Media Days already? 
They haven't yet. Have oh, they? what a oh. shame that would be. Should we book it? All of the other conferences have said that they're not doing anything. <laughs> the Big Ten's just like, we're going forward. We might. It's funny because I had just, the, the Did- week after, you know, like the Wednesday when the Rudy Gobert thing happened, uh, I had just gotten back from Chicago. J- like yeah, that Sunday. Yeah. We went to a Bulls game that weekend. Yeah. It was great. Do you uh, like Big Ten Media Days? It's it, yes. I, I guess short answer is yes. Yeah. But it's not really a big. You know. I like deal. the Chicago part of it. I, I like going. Yeah. Yeah. I like the Chicago. Part we don't. Of it. I, we we probably don't get as much out of it as you, you would think or expect. Of but, course not. But it's fun. Okay. So like I I enjoy going. So that's okay. why that's why yes is my yeah, answer. They don't do those big roundtables like they used to. Mm. Um. So we get less out of it now. Now we're we're basically confined to who comes to us. Mm. The, the, that's not true. Okay, that's not true. Yeah, I take back everything I said. They do the side. They do the side. Yeah, but not. But they don't do the thing where they literally sit at a table. They don't sit at a table, but it's at a small podium. Sorry, that was a stupid topic I brought up. It's all right. <laughs> it's the same deal. States. Yeah, states. Uh, all right. Um, I I it, th- th- this is. This is a great one. I'd probably put it down to you just have to have the best combination of everything. I'd probably go Colorado. Yeah, uh, it's sunny three hundred days a year. Um, it, it it does have wind. It does have. Well, you're, you're talking. Den- you're sun talking- is such a good sun's deal. nice. Oh, it's such sun's a good nice, deal. especially Overrated. when you. It, it's an aesthetically beautiful place to live, and having lived in Southern Oregon, which is an aesthetically beautiful place. O- Oregon's high on the list. It, it, I, I well, give, Oregon's give Oregon's yeah. way Oregon up, is high. Oregon's yeah. way up there, and I I would. I'm a big proponent of Southern Oregon because it's close to the California border. It's equidistant from Portland to San Francisco. Those are both incredible Good cities. Wine. It's an hour from the coast. And then Central Oregon with Bend and uh, ski. I mean, on any given day in Southern Oregon for two and a half years, like January or February, the months where it's just miserable here and there's nothing to do and there's no mountains to ski when, you know, the snow's good for something and that's skiing. Um January, February, the high would be like uh, 55 degrees or so, 55 or 60. Lovely. On any given day. Lovely. <laughs> day off. It is like, lovely. It's not 20 like it is exactly. here. Cloudy. It's cloudy you, for 90 the, straight the, days what here. What have you ever the, said the word lovely before? I say lovely all the you time. You never say lovely. The, the, yes, I do. The, the, the recreation of that day, do I want to go skiing or golfing? I mean, there's not very yeah. few places you could live at any point in the day in the country where... Do I want to go skiing? That factors into so, my Colorado thing. Uh, yeah. For sure. And so I love the skiing part of it. Denver's a really cool town. Um, sunny 300 days a year. Decent weather. Still four seasons. And um, a lot of great outdoor recreation. And you got pro sports and everything. I I think the mountains and the beach and the, oh, you can ski one day and surf the next is a bullshit argument. Like, I really do. Like, who in their right mind, like, it was skiing and golf, by the way. I know, but, I know, but that's what they always say in California. Like, it's like, I oh, like, you can ski and surf the same day. Yeah. You know what? Like, I can go to the lake and in the summer in Nebraska, and I can enjoy a few beers and camp out and have a great time. And then in the winter, I can make snow angels and snowmen. So, like, I don't, I, like, that argument does nothing for me. And I, I mean, yeah, I like skiing. It's fine. It's not, like, something that I'm like, oh, yeah, I would love to live in Colorado because I can ski. And the mountains are cool to look at, sure. But it's also twice as expensive to live there, and it snows a lot more. And wouldn't you, like, 
I would. Wouldn't you get sick of it? Uh, like not, not even, but here's, like here's appreciate it less if it if that was your daily. I, I, I think you. I think you guys think about that exact part of it too much, like the skiing and the and the like the outdoor. But here's the deal: like when you go to Colorado, there is a clear like. We we have people who go outdoors here. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yes, there, there there's just not that culture here. And those it just, are be- it just and the, yes. does not exist. And those are better places to go outdoors. Yes. I'm sorry, mountains are better so places it's, it's to go made outdoors for people to yes. to be out. And I, and I like that partly because I lived it for a couple of years in Oregon. We have those people here, but they hunt a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Uh, by the way, thing. here's what ruins. Now here's what I will say because I thought about this a lot today when you brought that up. Of course I did. So it's a great topic. It's a bit, it's 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 not a bad topic. It's just like so broad because there's so many like things reflex. that factor uh, in. Bogus this. topic sucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I guess I'll do it. Uh, yeah. Um, here's what ruins it for Colorado and California. Um, it well, yes, it's expensive to live there. Yes, they're overpopulated and they're overpopulated for a good reason. They're cool places to live. Uh, the other part of it is they're such cool places to live that the people who live there, not all of them, but a lot of them, Douche. ruin it. for the, They're so douchey. Mm-hmm. I uh, had cousins that lived in Southern California, and, of course, I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska, which, as we all know, is a very lovely city. Not douche. Lovely. And not douche, but also— A little douche compared to the rest of Nebraska. But they're— Okay, Yeah, but sure. the little the, the lesser Nebraska has no douche. Plenty of—, plenty of thi- Okay. Right. Anyway— but they thought it, basically. Do you, do you want some douche? To, <laughs> yes. Okay. To, to these that's, guys, that's called culture. To these, <laughs> yes, sure. I'm with you on that. I mean, I thought. By the way, to skip ahead to my Oregon years, I thought I'd really curried favor with my. Not that I cared, but like I thought my cousins thought it was cooler because I at least moved closer to the coast and yeah. closer to California. No, they would just fucking make fun of Oregon. Like, sure. oh, it's really cold and rainy up there. <laughs> um, but when I was. When I was just growing up, and I would every now and then take a trip to Southern California, every fucking time it'd be like, so you guys got MTV yet? Yeah. You know, you guys got indoor plumbing yet? Yeah, there's such, like, there's no other place on earth besides there. And, like, the douchiest of the Californians would just go to Colo- like go to Boulder for college just to do something different, just to kind of, you know, live with the poor but folks. But it's the same or, people you know, except it, for it's just mountains. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I'll never forget going to Boulder one time when I was living here in Lincoln. And I went to this, uh, you know, I thought it'd be a, a very Gaskins thing to do, a very yoga, uh, Boulder thing to do, go to, go to a yoga place in Boulder. I, I'm into yoga. I go, and there's this, like, court, there's like this kind of yoga chain. You and, went there just because it was no, on brand no, for you? No, 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 no. No, we didn't go to, no, it was just a road trip to Colorado with a friend. Actually, okay. Den- Denver Gay Pride. Uh, oh, gotcha. Okay, and so we took a trip to Boulder because I had a friend from college from here that lived in Boulder, and it, you know Boulder's a cool town. But anyway, wake up, go to go to a yoga class, a yoga studio in Boulder, and it was a chain. And they went into the system. Everybody's on their phones right now. We're getting toward the end of the show, <clears throat> and uh, they, my name was in their system, and I had been to this place in Minneapolis, yoga studio chain. And so the the lady at the counter, she's gorgeous, and she just goes. Oh, do you live in Minneapolis? <laughs> and I said, nope, I don't live in Minneapolis. Oh, where do you live? And I said, I live in Lincoln, Nebraska. And she goes, oh. <laughs> yeah, oh that's it's definitely the reaction. Dramatic yeah. pause, and then she goes, how's that? Right. And I said, I was just like, it's awesome. It's a really cool town. It's a really lovely 
I probably, I probably didn't say lovely. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely's in my head now. Thanks, Connor. It's a lovely town. I'm like, it's, I, I was like, it's a pretty cool town. It's like, you know, I don't want to, and I just, I don't want to bore you, but it's like, it's a cool place to live. You'd be surprised because I'm sure you haven't been there. And she goes, okay. I'm like, well, so where are you from? Uh-huh. And she goes, oh, I'm from Boulder, but I'm going to move. And I said, oh, oh, really? Where? Because I'm like, you like Boulder, don't you? Oh, I love it. So where are you moving? Santa Monica. <laughs> well, of course. Oh, yeah. And that, yeah. like, seriously, that that stain, like, Boulder's almost too pristine and perfect and beautiful to be true. And the problem is, if you live there, you know it and you strut it, yeah. and that's who you become. And if you're not from there and you move there, you know, maybe my buddy from Lincoln who lives there seems to love it. But, yeah, th- that is the problem with those places. Also, I think Austin, Texas would be awesome. I'd love to live there. Yeah, good music and all that stuff. Yeah. All right. Good topic, Jake. Thanks. Mark, short answers only. Okay. Wow. John, short answers only. All right. Yeah, I was the one he was concerned about there, though. You know. Sure. All the talking I do. Here are your two choices. Okay. I can give you a million dollars right now. Done. Or oh. I can guarantee you a life of good health to the age of 80. What are you taking? So if I take the million dollars, I am living the same health that I am currently living. You're rolling dice. Right. Yeah, you're just but, rolling. But, you could still live to like, 80. There's no extra be... threat. It's yeah. just I w- No, you just you took your million dollars and you're going to roll the dice with your life. So nothing else changes but I have a million dollars. That is right. Or... I mean, you could have a heart attack at 41. Sure. But I could also have a like but, like, if I don't give you the million dollars and you choose the other one, you're guaranteed, guaranteed to live a healthy life. Like, you are not like you will be in good health until at least the age of 80. Okay. Now, in scenario B, what happens at age 80? It, 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 after that, it's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot after that point. I mean, you get a I'm, heart attack at 81 years old. You could die. But, like, you're guaranteed live to, to live to 80 in good health. Yeah. Okay. Um... Well, how crappy of health are you going to be in if you have the million dollars? You don't know. Like, it's just like I'm giving you a bag of cash right now. You have a million dollars, and then your life just goes on. Like, you don't know what's isn't gonna... it easier to live? I mean, it's conceivably easier to live healthier if you have all that money. I mean, yeah, th- that's one way for, to look at it. You can pay for good that's, medical care and that's personal, one way to look at personal it, trainers, yeah. nutritionists, all that. That's one good, way to look at it. Good food. And, yeah. Okay. Um. So I'm taking the money. Okay. And I think pretty, pretty easily taking the money. Um, I, gosh, I'd like to say you know things like oh you know then I can see my grandkids. Your family's and, set and, though. Yeah, if you die tomorrow, your family's they, set. They would be, but they'd have a million dollars, so maybe they're a little less sad. Happier than if I die in in thirty five years, but they don't have a million dollars. Here's the I, question. Math is hard. 35 is not enough years for 80. Mm-hmm. But you have two choices. I can give you a million dollars right now. Or you are guaranteed to live a healthy life up to the age of 80. What are you choosing? One million dollars right now. Yeah. I think that's I, I think that's where I'm at. I I've I have okay confidence that I'm gonna be pretty healthy. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. You, you don't know. You don't know. That, that's oh, yeah. true. Tom's, Tom's yeah. in way better shape than I am. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I, I don't have that same confidence, but I, you know, life will just be easier for as long as I live it, both for me and for whoever I leave behind. Oh, so you're thinking, you're thinking take the million. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I agree. Does any, anybody disagree? Gaskins? Well, if you, the, if you take the million and you you like you already like to keep yourself in good shape, then you understand the discipline it would take nutritionally and physically working out to stay in good shape. And so, okay, you could you could get hit okay. by a car. So you're guaranteeing me I'm living to eighty. Oh, right. at Man. least you could you could take so many risks yeah. with your okay. life then. No, no, no. You no. can just go to shit. Okay, and again, and again, yeah, yeah, why and again, not? I'm again, living to eighty. And again, cause I don't was, have to care about what I eat or what I drink or, or looking both ways before crossing the street anymore. That's the I'm other, living to eighty. That's the other part of it. Is that like that? You're guaranteed good health no matter how you eat or how you often you do or don't exercise. Let's just, let's just say, yeah, 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 that for sure. But let's just say like you can't do superhero shit. Like you're not jumping off a skyscraper. Yeah. Okay. But like if you want to eat cheeseburgers every day and drink a bunch of beers, you can't. But you're getting a million dollars and you could die next year because you're not guaranteed great health. That's what you're saying. All right. Um, I will I will take the good health because I. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, I understand now from a giving point of view, if you want to help th- your family out for the rest of their lives, take the million. I get that. But were you just saying like, if you had a million dollars, you would be more likely to keep yourself healthy. And I, I no, I would no. that's not quite. I, I try to keep myself in good shape and I don't have a million dollars and, and I have a meager budget to work with in a low rent life. And, um, I, I'm happy as a lark. Um, so I already have that. If I were given a million dollars, well, great. I already know how to be healthy and extend my life. So I'll, I could take the million cause it's a million. You could help a lot of people, your family, yourself. Um, and, and like just people you don't know, charitable causes. And you'd feel good about that while knowing what it takes to stay in good shape because it doesn't take a lot of money to be able to learn how to stay in good shape and be healthy and to prevent health problems. So in that case, you're still would, rolling the dice, though. You're right. still rolling the dice. Tom Stevens did P90X sure. every other day. You're absolutely right. And he, about and he that. probably should be dead right now. Yes. Um, so I, I get, but so I would, I would go back to taking the good health because um, you, you, I, it, it's, it sounds silly because I understand, I, I understand, and I don't understand how great all of our lives could be if we were just given a million dollars. I'm not going to say we wouldn't be celebrating that and enjoying it. But um, you don't need a million dollars to enjoy a ha- happy, healthy life. You don't. But it'd be so, nice. Of course, it'd be nice. Uh, it'd be I, lovely. I like to, you know, I like. Then to you tr- have to have financial advisors. Yeah. And, oh my Why? God. People, oh. people, people, people who are asking you for your money. Rich people, probably. Um, just say no. Yeah, it's not that easy. But um, I guess I've never been rich. People have asked me stuff, and I've said no before. Yeah, but like it's gonna. If, if everybody knows you have a million dollars. You find out who your true friends are. Yes. And also, there's some passive-aggressive nature coming out from your friends. Okay. Do they for sure, like, know that you have a million dollars? Everybody has to know that you have a million dollars. Okay. Well, that's a little different. That's a little different. It doesn't change my mind, but it's a little different. All right. So, like, let's say, um, you know, us, us four are out having beers tonight. At a local restaurant or local brewery, and uh, we've each had four or five beers, and the tab comes, and it's one ticket. 
the waitress brings it out. We all know you have a million dollars. You're going to make us pay, right? We'll split it. We'll split it. Oh, the million dollar guy does pay. You're fine with that. Yes. You're going to blow your money real quick then. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the, million guy, the million dollar guy, if everybody else knows that you have a million dollars, would probably be obligated to pay in that situation. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'd want to travel. I like traveling, so I'd want to do that, you know. And frankly, having just gone like 10 days on a little bit of a hiatus, not having to work, that's nice. So if you just gave me a million dollars and I didn't have to work and I got to travel because I See? could afford it. Pretty sweet. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It is. Because it is. But you could, you know, save a lot of money by the time you're 80. And all that stuff you're going to do now, it'll it'll feel that much sweeter when it's with money you've earned over, Absolutely. over the course of, Very true. of, of all those years. I, yes. I know my problems like right now might be minor or, or whatever, like in the long run or whatever. But if, if I had a million dollars right now, every single one of my problems would be fixed mm. instantly. I don't even know what my problems are. I was going to ask like, you, what I, are your I problems? Would just feel, I would just feel so much better if I had a million dollars. So it's not only having a million dollars, it's feeling better. Would you kick your roommates out if you had a million dollars? I would do, I would you know, I, I would I would buy a you know buy a house for myself. Yeah, no, I wouldn't want that house. I want my own house. Yeah, but like, okay, are your problems that bad? Like, you no, seem like no, they're not. So that's why I feel like you don't want the million dollars. Like you say, you'd buy yourself a house. Like really, when you go to your apartment tonight with your roommates, is your life that fucking bad? Like you're gonna you're gonna have a beer and you're gonna go to bed. And you're going to wake up and go to work next You still have roommates? I absolutely don't have a bad life. No, I live with my parents. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it, it's, it's kind of that bad. Well, yeah. boy, that, <laughs> boy, a million dollars would solve that right away. But, but, yeah, I mean, right. So, But then you have to cook for yourself. <laughs> it's, yeah, like, no, dude. I would, if I had a million dollars, everything Mark. would be better. How, like, how is this not, like, this is simple for me. Yeah. Everything is better. Jake. Instantly. Um, what's I, worse? Can I can I ask about the payday you had? Oh yeah, through through ESPN. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean I'm yeah. sorry, the four letter network. Yeah, that's a long uh, that's a long story, but I'll try to shorten it. But go ahead and ask whatever. I question. forgot all about well, this. Well, I, I I don't know what the amounts are or anything like that. I want a hundred grand. That's a hundred of grand. a million. I want a hundred thousand dollars. Ten percent of a million dollars. Yeah, I did. I was living in an I was living in an apartment with my fiance, uh, drinking Keystone Light and eating Great Value brand chicken tenders, and I won a hundred thousand dollars. Wow! So, uh, what did you do with that money? I paid for grad school at Doan, and I put down about twenty five percent on our first house. Wow! Way to go! It's gone. It's all gone. Well, it's not gone, but it's gone. Yeah. But I feel like that's a good investment. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Was it really life changing or not? Yes. <laughs> it was not like not yes, like not like yeah. Not and this significant. is one tenth of yeah. that amount. Yeah. It's not it's not like significant, but like, I mean, John, you've been in my house. Like, it's nothing amazing, but it's a nice house. Um, it's a it middle is. it's a middle class three bedroom home. Mm-hmm. But like three bed three bedroom. Yeah. Jesus, all right. Yeah. Um, but like how many baths? Two. What? Ooh, two baths. I'd love to have wow. two bathrooms. I, I only got one and a half. But yeah. but you know. It was the experience of winning that money was almost better than that than the money itself. I know that sounds absurd. Um, long story short, ESPN ran a contest Monday Night Football. I wish they do this now because it was an, an absurd amount of money. They give away ten thousand dollars every Monday Night game. They had fifteen prop bets 
that you um, could pick, like for the Monday Night Football game. It was like, um, will Matt Ryan throw for over or under 300 yards tonight? And then you would pick, <laughs> and you would pick. And if you had the top score that week, you won 10 grand. And, um, and then through the course of the season, if you had the most points, you won 100 grand. And so I remember. Did you win? Yeah, I did win. <laughs> the, uh, last, the last week of the season, um, I was in like 30-something place. And so here's the, the shitty thing about the contest is first place wins 100 grand, second place wins nothing. Mm. It was a free contest. So um, I was at a wedding, and uh, still a friend of mine to the, this day, his name's Jake, he said, uh, I, will buy, I will consider buying your ESPN account where you sit right now in 30-something place for five grand. Wow. And I was like, I, I don't know, man. Like, this is kind of weird. You know, like, I'm not going to take $5,000. I mean, like, that's really fucked up. Um, and so I, I, didn't, I didn't really think about it. And I was just like, no, I'm not going to do that. But I, I remember the, um, it came down to I was tied with uh, the other first place guy, or second place guy, apparently. Um, and my prop bet that I had selected was, will the Falcons convert a fourth down in the game? And I had selected yes. And this other guy had selected no. And this is legitimately coming down to $100,000. And it's the fourth quarter, and the Falcons are getting blown out. And Gruden and Tarico were on the Monday night call. And uh, the Falcons came out in a punt formation. They were down like 21. And uh, I was like, all right, well, I just fucking lost hundred grand. Like, there's no way they're going to get this. And um, they called timeout. They came back from the commercial break. I remember Gruden was like, oh, you know, Mike, they're going to go for it. I mean, they're down three <laughs> touchdowns. I don't know why they're going to go. I like this. I like this call. <laughs> and um, it was like a six-yard pass from Matt Ryan to Roddy White. And um, I remember looking at my buddy Charlie, and I was like, I, th- I think I want 100 grand. Like, I'm doing the math right here. Yeah. I was like, I need you to look at this and all the rules. I was like, I'm pretty sure I just won $100,000. <laughs> wow. And my fiance at the time did not believe it. She was like, you're so full of shit. Uh, Sorensen probably remembers this night vividly. Were you there? Uh, we, Soren, I, called, I called a couple buddies up, and I said, we're going downtown and getting drunk. I just won $100,000. I might have seen you downtown that night. We went to... Um, Pretty sure I did. We went to, you know, um, shit. O'Rourke's and, and Brothers, and we did everything. Yeah, there you go. And... Um, yeah, we read through the the rules, and he looked at the standings, and he's like, I don't know how they're going to jip you out of $100,000. Like, I'm pretty sure you won according to their rules. And as we're driving downtown to celebrate, because um, it's like 11 o'clock at night on a Monday night, um, my my fiancé goes, you know, like, we, we this is premature. Like, we should not be celebrating this until you know, like, you're going to win $100,000. And on our drive down to the bar, like, I got an email from a Disney rep that said, like, you know, you won $100,000, you're going to need to submit this information, yada, yada, yada. No joke. I, a few months later, it was so random. Um, It was surreal. I remember looking at my Wells Fargo bank account, and I had, like, $101,000 in there. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, like, whoa, this is unbelievable. (laughs) And, like, I showed my my fiancé, and I, like, put a bunch of... 
Jake, Jake Sorensen's dad is my accountant. And so, like, immediately I was like, all right, I got to account for, like, taxes and stuff. Because when they take taxes out, I only ended up winning, like, 63 grand. Right. So, like, I um, I asked Jay, his dad, I was like, how much should I take out to make sure I can pay my taxes? And he told me. And then um, I had just quit the ticket not too long ago. So that's how you win. You just got to quit the ticket. No. Um, and I, yeah. So I just, I, I tried to be smart with the money. I paid off uh, an engagement ring. Um, I invested in a home and uh, paid for grad school at Doan to be a teacher. So awesome. Yeah. Sorry. That's a long story. But, it's, it's yeah. Incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Matt Ryan to Roddy White. Take the money is what I got out of that. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. so. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to tell you how it. Just live in Lenox, South Dakota, eight hundred fifty dollar a month house, nice, nice old three bedroom, one bathroom, and three hundred fifty dollar a year nine hole golf course membership. <laughs> I don't and, even need uh, that. Sit out on the porch, and uh, you have to wait for the landlords to restain the deck. It's but you know whatever. You sit on the porch, and, like if COVID taught us anything, I'd like to think that if if you are easily if you are easily entertained and you don't need to like go out. And spend a bunch of money to have a good time. Travel somewhere, just go to bars, go to nice restaurants. If you can entertain yourself that way, then you should be a pretty happy person without a bunch of money. Um, wasn't that hard for me? I, you know, it was hard for some people, but you know, not here. Well, are we done? Yeah, probably. All right. What do we have to do? We have to read your dream journal. All right. Cool. Dream journal. What's yeah? Dream, dream journal. Um, I keep a journal of my dreams, okay. and they're all in here. Um, let's see what the most recent one says. Did I read you? Someone stole my toothpaste. Don't know. Yeah, I think we did that last okay. week. Uh, I, I we did both those last week. Uh, so oh yeah, my, I told you to save one, and you didn't. I did not. The most recent one says somebody told me that Billy Butler hated going by Billy Butler, and that we have to call him Bill, or he would freak out. I saw an article where. Alex Gordon was quoted as calling him Bill. This is almost for sure why I dreamed this, because I, no I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I thought that's a very Alex Gordon thing. Yeah. And I, I will call you Bill. <laughs> you are not Billy. You are Bill. Yeah. Maybe that wasn't even a dream, though. <laughs> that's real life. I, I know you're a big baseball guy. Of, of everything with the pandemic going on is uh, watching Royals baseball, what you miss the most. I did, Yeah, baseball is just... It's just there, you know. Yes. Like, it's it's just on, yes. and that's that's kind of what's the rhythm of life. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I should be watching Michigan versus Northwestern at the Big Ten baseball tournament right now. Exactly. Uh, like right now, and I'm very sad that I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. In Omaha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's just there. It's sad, but now it is not. It'll be back soon. A month and a half. Maybe it'll be back. Jake, what do you dream, dream about? Dream journal. Um, I mean, I have recurring dreams. Um, have you ever had the dream where all your teeth fall out? No, I haven't. But that one, it I'm comes. Out, they like no, it's not painful. But like the, all your teeth come out in your hand, and there's like a ton of saliva. Oh. Um, I've had a dream multiple times. It's probably because I'm a control freak, but I am like sitting in the back of a car. And then I suddenly realized nobody's driving the car. Mm, yeah. I've had that one multiple times. Uh, I've had that one. Yeah. Very, very much the kind of person that wakes up 
and remembers their dream for 30 seconds and my brain starts to sort out that it didn't happen and then I just completely forget about it. Yeah. That's when you write I don't down. remember my dreams. Yeah, thanks, Connor. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. That's, Perfect time That's for when you write it journal. down. Yeah. 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 John, nothing? Uh, I forget most of them, but it, it, at least once a month there's the uh, – Dream that you haven't been to class all semester. And, oh, of course. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, all of a sudden you have the final exam and you need, know you need to pass it to pass the class and or perhaps to graduate high school or graduate yeah. college. I lived that to graduate college. Really? Oh, yeah. Two different classes. I was failing or close because I spent most of my semester just working at Channel 8 and um, not going to class. And I had like a metaphysics, philosophy 301, just for Fun, partly because my dad Good was partly because my dad was a exactly my dad was a philosophy major. I don't know if I was trying to impress him. I thought I was interested in it. Fortunately, I had a really smart friend who, who I already knew before, and uh, I I rarely went to class, but I was failing, and um, I I was able to write a deviation of his final paper. We'll just put it that sure. way, <laughs> and I stayed up all night to write it to put my own little touch on it. But like he basically gave me the secret sauce, and then I wrote it in my own style. But I got it done right before. I mean, and by the way, the point of the 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 beginning and end. You got you know, it's like a radio segment. You kind of got to grab their attention. the The attention grabber was like right away within the first paragraph. Uh, I'm an. I believe they were use the words. I'm an idiot sportscasting mm-hmm. major who should never have taken this class, and I'm going to try my best here. But I'm also just trying to graduate and move on with my life. And will you please have mercy on my soul? <laughs> that was the. That, I'm not kidding. That was basically the beginning. And the. I mean, imagine. A, what do you imagine? A, what do you imagine a philosophy, three hundred one teacher yeah. to look like right. or be like? What do you imagine? Just. Try to imagine his what he looks like and what he acts like in your head, because it's probably what you think it is. What do you think it is? Just guess. Well, I mean, you've got some some nice, thick rimmed glasses. Yes. Possibly a beard. Yes. Uh, Ponytail. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. You nailed it. And um, and just you know, really, you know, er erudite. Really tough to like. Just not a lot of fun. And uh, anyway, that was the beginning. That was the conclusion. I wrote it. Turned it in. And uh, my my parents, you know, were just an hour down the street in Omaha. But I had a grandma who lived three hours away in McCook. I had an aunt that lived three hours away in Kansas City. The aunt came up, but the grandma stayed home because we had to tell them, we're not sure if John's graduating. <laughs> we're not sure if John passed philosophy, metafucking physics. And I can't, I'll never forget going to Canfield Hall, the administration building. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was back in 2002. So, you know, you could, you had to kind of wait to get you, I think you, you couldn't even get your grades online back then. You could call on the phone, but like, I went there like right before the building closed at five o'clock on a Friday and the graduation ceremony is Saturday. And I was just like, can I see my grades? Can I see if my grades are in? They're kind of like, no. And I'm kind of like, just, yeah, I, 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 pretty, I probably looked really desperate. Like I probably told, I knew that my 80 year old grandma can come from a cook or not tomorrow. And I got it, and it was like a D, a metaphysics D, and I was like, holy shit, all right, yeah. Just enough. <laughs> yes. Never went to bed, but Grandma never still went. It was, it was too late for that. So anyway, my like, so that, I, that really happened, and so that happens to me once a month. That's my, that's my payment for that. That's my payment for blowing off Philosophy 301 
is probably for the rest of my life, I will just continuously have that dream. I get that because I was a shitty paper boy. So my, my penance for that is I have dreams about being a shitty paper boy. Over wow. And over and over. What like, made you a shitty paper oh, boy? Oh, I'd sleep in too late and, and like I would never put the papers in bags so they'd get wet and stuff okay. like that. Like I was just really bad at it. Okay. But now it's, it's the, the, the dream is I have to go out and deliver the papers, but I don't know which houses they go to. That's the dream. Okay. And I've, I've talked to my brother because my brother and I split the town of Panama. He had about 25 houses. I had about 25 houses. And I've talked to him. He goes, oh, no, I have that exact same dream. You're, you're doing the paper out, and you have no idea which houses to go to. Ooh. So he says for him, Panama's got this old schoolhouse that's been converted into apartments. Okay. And for him, he's, he, he goes into that apartment building and just, like, drops off all the papers. Like, I, fuck, I don't know. I'm leaving these here, and I'm out. <laughs> like that, that's his version of the dream. For me, it's like, wow. I'm just going to go every house until the papers are gone. And then after that, I don't know. I'm out of papers. I hope some of you got them. Uh, the dream <laughs> I wrote down for this week was my wife and I were kayaking in a lake, but the the rapids in this lake were too fast, and they kept leading her into rocks, and I couldn't do anything about it. Wow. That's the way it goes. Oh. Yeah. Say la vie. <laughs> Pick a number one Sorry, through Sorry, I kind of broke the rule of making a short story. No, it's okay. Pick a number one through 30. What is it? 17. No, hang on. Jake, last time you were on, this was the segment that you got uncomfortable Oh, yeah, we with. had to edit. We had to edit out this segment last time. It's called Urban Dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to make sure you're familiar with this. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, it was not It was not good. I, we actually had to edit ourselves last week, we did, I think. Yeah. That was not good either. Uh, number 17 is your belly. Any guesses on what <laughs> your belly is on Urban Dictionary? Would you like to say them into a microphone, what, what your guesses are? No? Okay. Gaskins? Your belly? I'm not going to say what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> Look, it, it's just someone who's eaten a little too much during quarantine, you know? And they, oh, check out your belly. Here's what it says. No idea. I'm going innocent. But it had no definition and was trending on May 20th, 2020. Your belly is random, but somehow it's trending because Urban Dictionary be tripping. I'm going quarantine belly. Okay. Gaskin's picking number one through 30. 29. 29. Kachan. K-A-C-C-H-A-N. Am I trying to guess what that is? Yes. Kachan. Mm, a certain kind of weed growing in eastern Colorado. Mark? Western Colorado. Uh, Kachan is a nickname used for an angry little shitbag. You, can you use it in a sentence? That's what it says. Use it in a sentence. Wow, Jason is such a Kachan. Mm. Wow. Mark, one through 30. Four. Foxing. Oh. Foxing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just read the first paragraph. There's multiple paragraphs? There's a lot. All right. Foxing. Uh, the art of going into places you shouldn't, taking things you oughtn't, Ooh. and doing things that in most countries are probably just a tiny bit illegal. Acts are usually performed while under cover of darkness with a with an MO directed in a more lighthearted vein, as opposed to an operation of terror or destruction, can also be used to describe an outing of mischief Similar to reality hacking, urban infiltration slash urban exploration and parkour, but parkour. with the added bonus of finding random items to be purchased as trophies for well-run missions. All right. Foxing. 
boxing. Connor. One that I see that is just interesting to me. Uh, I have a couple, but most notably number 20, which is bro flake. What do you think bro flake means? It just seems like a really douchey thing to like call your friends. Like, hey, what's up, bro flake? It's your bro who always flakes out when you invite him over to hang out. Or is it like like a snowflake? I'm thinking snowflake, snowflake, but a bro. Yeah, but but he's a bro. Like like a yeah. really touchy yeah. bro. Yeah. A man who thinks he's a nice guy and says he will treat you like an actual human being, unlike other males. But if you reject him, he says you're missing out or weren't that pretty to begin oh. with. What a bro flake! Bro what flake. a bro yeah, flake! That's right on right on par. Well, that's it. Are we okay. done already? We're done. It's only been what three and a half hours. Someone around there? We won't even rec- No, it's not. No, it's not the wow. record. It's not the record. Well, the record was episode 100, which went four plus. Unfortunately, we've had longer podcasts. But uh, this is not our, yeah, our regular one over three. Um, we're, we're only at like 315. Great. No, only. It's manageable. Yeah. 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 yeah, Joe Rogan would do that. No problem. Do you want to say anything? I would like to say 